Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. everybody welcome to this episode of the rpg show uh today we are going to be covering lost odyssey a long-awaited review game from kujo so speaking of which i'm um, today i'm joined by uh the usual two uh band of misfits uh we got kujo and Citan. how's it going up i've been on here in a while yeah you bitched, yes, out. Uh... You bitched out the last game in, a, in two games. The, the, the little short one wasn't really my fucking fault, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 because it was... Uh, like, this archive you didn't want to do because you said it sucked. And then uh, the bird story and all that shit. Well, it's, it was wasn't just because it sucked. My fucking... I just kind of told you my shoulder was fucking killing me. Still kind of is off and on. But I was like... Playing it on the Vita was like putting my shoulder in a lot of pain. I'm like, I do not like this fucking game that much. And I do not want to sit here and like... And put myself in pain to play this fucking game. Yeah, because it sucks. So it's yeah, like, if it had been more enjoyable, like it may, I probably would maybe push through or whatever. But yeah, I was just like, I can't fucking do it. Oh shit! So what have you guys been up to lately? Me, I'm just been working and playing games and enjoying the nice weather of my kids and shit. All right. Yep. Same for me. I've been uh, working and. Summertime now, so I've been going to the lake a lot, and I mean, I just moved in with Amy about a month ago, a little over a month ago, so I'm kind of like figuring out the balance of that and like playing games and stuff now that you live with, it's like, I feel I felt like I was going to get more time since I live here now, but it's like almost I have less time, it's weird. Is like, do you have, is there a lot more like house and yard to take care of? No, I mean, usually I just like Wednesdays, I do cut the grass and stuff, it's just like. Now that I'm here, I'm, like, more work, doing stuff with right. her instead of, like, you know, I would call her on the phone on my way home from work, and then I'd play games after that. Now it's, like, we might watch a show or something, and then she'll go to bed. Then I'll play my game. So it's, like, less. And then, like, I want to, like, read some stuff, like, to settle in before I start playing a game. And right. I don't know. Maybe this game I was just, like, getting kind of tired of, so it took me a little bit longer. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, yeah, you were kind of fucking dragging ash on this one, which is not like you. Well, he went for a hundred percent, and we, we just kind of just at the main. Yeah, yeah. He not only is he getting trophies, he's getting achievements too now. Well, I wanted to get my first hundred percent Xbox. I probably won't do it again. I mean, on Xbox, I guess, but yeah, PlayStation, I, I do. But 
I don't know. I just wanted to have one hundred percent on here. So, well, if you play um, Avatar for like five minutes, you can get it. Yeah, I don't think you can find that anymore, though. It might be expensive. <laughs> did you did you get, do that, Nick? Fuck no. Oh, because I knew a bunch of people were like, oh yeah, go buy the game. That's what that's. This is like I've never talked about the trophy thing. This would piss me off about all that shit. Because everyone was like, yeah, go buy Avatar and play for five minutes. You walk to like a corner of the map and then you max out the achievements and like you get your gamer score up. And I'm like, why the fuck would I want to do that? Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's better when you like. I, I don't care about the total score. I'm looking at like quality of work. You know, like some people can have like a billion. But if they're all like. The same game like ten times, and they're all like an hour, you know, platinums. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. You know what I mean? I don't think there's like a, that many like really crazy easy platinums though. There is like cause on oh, Xbox dude. 360, there, there was like there is. Oh yeah. oh yeah, people people specifically design games now to cost like maybe three dollars, four dollars, five bucks, and then they're like a thirty minute platinum, and then they put a stack on each region. So you buy. Uh, so you've got like North America, Europe, uh, Asia, Japan, and China, I think, are like the main five. And so you buy, people buy like that same $3, $5 game across all the stores, and then they have saved data from one game that transfers to all the other ones or something like that. And they load up, they beat the game one time for 30 minutes, uh, and then they load up the game on a different region, and it, it still uses the same save. So as soon as they load it up, it pops all the trophies. In like ten seconds, and they just do that for all the games. Yeah, and they, they call it a, a job well done. <laughs> like they move on to the next one. It's like, all right, and if you want, yeah. that's what you want to spend your money on. Go for it. But that to me, it's like I want to like earn the trophy and like go through the experience, and I don't know, do like I want to do the stuff that a lot of people don't do. So that makes it oh, really I, I, valuable I, to me. Where like this game, like there's like an achievement where <clears throat> you have to get all the. the the treasures or something and <laughs> that motherfucker that's a fucking bullshit trophies what that is yeah, another one it like doesn't, doesn't tell you like what, doesn't tell you where you have them left or anything like that so it's like unless you follow a guide you're pretty much fucked <laughs> yeah i think hurricane or whatever his fuck his name is on there he was saying that his his buddy that's the one he missed and he, he thinks he missed like one chest or some shit yeah that's, uh, I, I, think, I, I wouldn't go tolerate that I followed the guide, and there's still three of them I missed, and I like got lucky because they're just like some in town that you know like there's a when you're look, looking through a guide, there's usually a bunch of crap to do in the town, and I just probably looked looked over a line somehow. Um, but I, I there's like three of one in like the uh, uh, refugee camp. There's two in there that I just I just didn't get. They're in pots, and then one. Oh yeah, I, I like the pots though. And then there's one in um. The first town, there's like a like the little garden area, like the town area, where the houses are. Um, oh yeah, yeah. There's like a pot there I missed. I was like, holy shit! Somehow I got lucky because I was gonna like go through all of them to try to find the one I missed. <laughs> so, but I got it. So. Um, yeah, Y'all been playing one, and the only reason I know I missed it was because when I turned in seeds to the stupid fucking seed pot thing. It was the count was off according to what it would be in the guide. I'm like, okay, what did I miss? And I did the same thing. I was skipping through uh, the like, oh, explore the town shit. And there's like one room in an inn I missed somewhere that had a seed in it. I'm like, wow. All right, that was easy. Yeah. But what were you saying? Travis? 
Oh, I was gonna say, y'all been playing anything else? Uh, I've been playing like a dragon. Oh, yeah, that's before right. that, I, we played uh, Astalon, and that was fucking fantastic. Yeah, that game was. Uh, hopefully, they, they're working out a lot of the bugs now. Yeah, well, I, I, I saw you guys talking about that. What is that? Uh, like it's like a Metroidvania. Yeah. Metroidvania. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, got like a an odd like death mechanic though. Uh, people keep saying it's a roguelike, but it's not a roguelike at all. Uh, but when you die, you start at the start of the dungeon, but you can get shortcuts. Uh, it's like it's like Faxanadu and Legacy of the Wizard, like the old uh, Falcom games, where yeah, you just start back at the beginning of the area, but you, you keep everything. It's not like a roguelike at all. Yeah, uh, and when you die, that's the end of the time you can buy shit like upgrades in the shop because you talk to like this Death Titan thing. Um, I don't know. It's like it was, I thought it was really enjoyable, and it definitely the more up, like upgrades you get, it, it felt like a better game. Like, cause everything felt better. Like it was just, it just has to be expected. Like, like oh, I got it's, double jump now, or I can jump off walls as many times as I want, or I can run faster. Cool. That game's it's a cool game. I'm glad you showed me that game. I had a lot of fun with it. Cool. If you if you get it, try to go for the plat or whatever. It'd take you about twenty hours, I'd say, give or take. Didn't you get fucked on it? Cause you you went for a hundred, or you you fucked yourself because you went for hundred percent map twice. Like, yeah. Well, I went for it first before I even beat the game, so that popped the, oh, you got 100% and beat the game trophy, but it doesn't retroactively pop the, you beat the game trophy. So I had to beat the game, and I speedrun it in like four hours or something like that. I wish that they would more thought into how people get fucked on that kind of shit. Uh, Maybe the next game they will. Like, I think I ever heard like Naughty Dog back in the day where like, where... You know, like the original Uncharted, where you like you'd have to be if you beat it on normal or hard, it wouldn't register as normal. Like I know in the later games, if you beat it on crushing or whatever, it it registers all four trophies at one time. Like it's a pain in the ass if people don't think about that. Yeah, some games do, some games don't. So it's kind of like you don't know until you find out. Yeah. So Hello. I have been I played that with you, and then I played um. Last story, and then dig around with. I beat the Resident Evil Two Beyond Hardcore. I was gonna start Claire, but how did you think that was? I mean, I don't think I. I mean, I don't, it's it's a good fucking game. I'm not gonna. I didn't okay. like it or whatever. It was fun. I think that I enjoy uh, like Evil Within shit. The modern era more than that game, but it's a really okay. good make, remake. I was gonna run through Claire's on hardcore before Last Story, but I just I don't know how it's similar to the story. If it's like ninety percent the same shit, I don't really want to do it uh, right now. The only thing different is the uh, police station, because you go through a slightly different order, but everything else is the same. Like once you get down yeah. to the, like you solve the, uh, God damn it, the medallion statue puzzle, and you open that thing up to Birkin, like the rest of the game is pretty much the same. Yeah, see, I just don't feel like, I don't feel like playing this. To me, it's like playing the same fucking game over with a little bit different yeah. fucking ammo. I just... I mean, I think I did this with, like, Odin Sphere, where I just took, like, six months to beat the game. I just took a character's path and then took, like, a month's break, and which that's probably what I do with that. Okay, that's fair enough. Are you, Kudo? Um, the only other game I played in between the last uh, review was... Uh... Some Xbox game called Yes, Your Grace. Have you guys ever heard of that? You told me about it. It's basically like a king simulator game where 
you got choices to make and basically you're trying to stop an invasion of your castle and you go through like the day-to-day -day stuff and based on your choices you either win or you don't but it's like got some interesting things that happen on it's like a eight or 16 bit i can't remember probably somewhere in between there um but that's all that's all i've been playing this and that and lost odyssey <laughs> so damn you know i can't do that i got oh, i played so many platformers so that's probably why it took me so long because it's like you know you get you get tired of playing the same game and but i was trying to get through it at the same time but it's like i don't know it's just hard to get started sometimes after a while like i'd be re uh, and plus baseball started so i've been watching baseball too so that kind of takes away from my gaming so yeah <clears throat> so i was a lot you know i was on lockdown so and i'll, I'll just play the shit out of this game i think i'd be in that two-week span i think most sounds right like i think you beat it pretty much five days and then or you pretty much beat it five days because you're like yeah, yeah i got this four and five days and then like yeah. another five days yeah <laughs> it's like shit man yeah i was like right, well, i guess since we're ready to talk about it uh we'll just do some background info on the game um lost odyssey is a jrpg that was developed by mistwalker and phil plus for the 360 and it was published by Microsoft in 2007 in Japan and 2008 uh, pretty much everywhere else. Um, Miss Walker. Story... I, was say, I was just going to say, if you didn't, they didn't know who Miss Walker was, but, um, it's Sakaguchi's team when, after he left Square. And if you don't know who well, Sakaguchi is, he's the he's like the creator of Final Fantasy, right? Yeah. And then he, I think he. He's actually like the director and everything for like the first five, maybe, and then he's kind of like oversee shit after that. And then, from what I understand, um, and him and Square kind of had fallen out after Spirits Within because I think he was in charge of that project, and I think he spent a. I mean, remember how good? I mean, good the actual movie looked at that time, or whatever. He spent like twenty resources on that movie involved, and. I think Square pretty much didn't really like him anymore after that. Just hung around for a couple of years and then left, if I recall correctly. So I think he was still around during Final Fantasy X. I like I think that movie, he did but Final Fantasy X, and then that was like the last game he was like totally on. And I think he had like some of the ideas for Twelve. I think that's why like Twelve kind of oh, Peter's. That's uh, that's the uh, the guy who did FFT Masano. Well, I, th I thought he like he did part of twelve, and then that's why it kind of shit out at the end, or something like that. Or am I like uh, am I mixing Mats stories up, or something like that? Um, you're right about a person leaving. It was Matson, though. He he couldn't deal with like the stress of a big game like that, and it, I guess it like he just dipped out. That's why twelve is like so good in the beginning, and then like the last ha like quarter of the game, it's like a big dungeon or some shit. Yeah, that's like the theory is that the game would have been better if he, because uh, that's you know, because that's that's a big fucking game for the time, and he had worked on just like smaller games, like you know, FFT and Ogre's Tactic, uh, yeah, Tactics Ogre and all that shit. I just think I don't think he could. He said is he if he ever came back that he, he like he never wants to work on a huge game ever again. Well, yes, Nikki, I like that movie too, Nick. But it's just not a. It should have just never had Final Fantasy's name on it. Yeah. It's like, you go in expecting um, something to do with Final Fantasy, and it's really just... 
I mean, it's actually the the CGI shit still holds up. I watched it with my daughter like five years ago. Yeah, uh, Ryan and I reviewed it or something because we watched a bunch of stupid Final Fantasy movies. Uh, yeah, it's that's a great right. Sci-fi movie, but it's not really like a Final Fantasy movie except for like the random callbacks they got. So, like, yeah, fucking oh, well, Chocobo and and shit. Like, okay. I wonder if it, you know, would have hurt or helped the sales if they had dropped the Final Fantasy name. Then you know, maybe a bunch of nerds wouldn't gone and seen anything. So who knows? That's true. So besides this game, what else has Miss Walker done? Did they, did they do Blue Dragon? Did Blue Dragon? Um, and then uh, Last Story. I think is the only three like console games they did. Now they just do like Terra Battle uh, shit, just like uh, what do you call those games where you get like you can only play so. But yeah, you can only play like so much at a certain time. You have like an energy bar or whatever, and then after so many battles, you gotta like take a break for two hours or pay. Um, Terrible's not that bad though. I played it, and then he made Terrible Two, which apparently bombed. And then he has that that new game with like the clay figures. You know, I'm talking. I forget the name of it. Fantasian. Yeah, and that, that game does look pretty fucking awesome. I'm sure it'll leave Apple Car- Arcade at some point, and then come to hopefully. I mean, I don't know. It depends. If the if, uh, if Apple like funded them in part or anything like that, then they probably won't ever leave. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Like uh, Bayonetta two. Like Nintendo had to pay for that, and so it's gonna be Bayonetta yeah. Nintendo property now. I'm not sure. I think there was a couple people in the, in the RP Gamer Discord that were speculating that it won't stay there, and I don't know if it was anybody who knew what the fuck they were talking about that would speculate that because some people there do and some people don't. So I'm not sure. He always has uh, Nobu Nobuo with him. That's always like his. Him, man, for every everything he's ever done. I guess it was also another Blue Dragon on the DS. Like a, I don't know if it's like a port or it was like a, a sequel. Yeah, see, I I don't I don't know if he actually had anything to do with that. Like him, I mean, I'm sure his company did, but I don't know if he like he was heavily involved in that or he just let he just let somebody use the IP. Miss Walker did make it though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's I assume it's. No, is that his IP? I guess it has to be because Nintendo used it. Lost Odyssey is not his IP though. He does not own the rights to that. But I, heard from, I was like, when I was reading about uh, reading about Lost Odyssey, they like there's rumors of a sequel coming or another. Yeah, because they, they re-upped the the whatever the rights for the IP, the so people were speculating. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so people were speculating that you know. Would that be which this is dumb? People are like, oh, if he did that, it'd be a good way to get JRPG fans to switch over to Microsoft. I'm like, they already fucking tried that. Like, what do you think Lost Odyssey was? <laughs> like, they tried that. They tried really hard with 360. It just didn't work. Well, everyone already has the you know, there that's the game system for RPGs was PlayStation. So it's already it was it was a, like uphill battle. And were... when you only have two that come out and then nothing else, it's like. I don't know. They had um they had Witcher, I guess. They had Witcher too, and that Trias. There's the Trias game um, that Nick said sucked. Uh, Infinite. It was, it was multiple multiple games. So there was uh, Last Remnant, and then yeah. Infinite Discovery. Hey, I, Vesperia. Um, Last Remnant yep. wasn't bad. I, that game was not bad. That was actually kind of fun. No, I'm saying, but I, yeah, no, I think Infinite Undiscovery supposedly sucked. I think. 
Yeah, that one was uh, kind of mediocre. It Tales of Vesperia was good. I think Magna Card 2 is a really fucking good game, even though no one ever played it. Yeah, for um, a while, like Eternal Sonata was only on 360. Like I feel uh, there was a lot of games, or, like a lot of JRPGs though, that people they were putting on 360 only, and then like a year or two later, doing like the actual, uh, like yeah. definitive version on PS. Yeah. Except for Tales of Vesperia fans, they're they're just still bitter about that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Microsoft tried. They tried hard. I, I'll give them that. They just, I mean, it's hard to get a fan base to go away, I guess. Well, they should have just done what they did this uh, this past year, just buy all the fucking development teams. Yeah. Because they're rich. <laughs> they're just like, all right, we'll buy everybody. We'll buy Squaresoft. Let's buy fucking, or I guess Square Enix. Let's buy, who else is out there? Let's buy them up. Fucking Se- Sega, was a ru- Sega was a rumor that when they were talking about buying them, like, fuck. It's too much at some point. Sega and the, 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 some fantasy star shit. That'd be great. Well, they don't need but, to. They have like they're like touching dicks with Sega now, and all their uh, fantasy star stuff's coming out on uh, Xbox yeah. only, pretty much. I mean, I guess it's on PlayStation stuff in Japan, but not in uh, not out here. That would feel dirty for the Atlas games, though. Like Persona being on Xbox. <laughs> that doesn't even sound right. Has it not been? I thought the recent no. ones were. Oh, I th- from from what I understand, the Persona is only ever been on a PlayStation. Like the name series has only ever been on PlayStation and SMT uh, games. A lot of them are mo- mostly been the main games have only been on Nintendo, right? Uh, that sounds right. But I thought I could have sworn I saw there's a leak, a leak or something about Persona Five Royal being rated for Xbox. That would be crazy. Switch fans would be so pissed. Because they want to, they've been bitching about that shit for like five years. Uh fuck them. Yeah. All right, well, I guess that's enough of off-topic rant. That's right. All right, so the so uh, <laughs> oh shit. So Lost Odyssey uh the, has a story uh that's a bit unique. Uh, it follows the main character's name is Kaim, 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 something. Uh, and he is one of a couple of, or I guess like a group of people that are immortal. Uh, quote unquote, and they are all and uh, have amnesia, like they don't remember shit. Uh, but they kind of get flashbacks of random thing, like point uh, memories that they have in their lives. Uh, and those are referred to as dreams in in game. <clears throat> they kind of give them, uh, give you the player some feedback about what they were like, like centuries or millennia ago. Um, and the the world state is there is was a recent magical uh, industrial revolution, uh, like I think it was like 20, 30 years ago. Um, so generally, everybody's kind of like all the countries are moving towards uh, like heavy focus on technology uh, and also interlacing everything with magic. Um, every time he has a memory come back, he like is his whole body's like racked with pain and he like freaks out uh and this kind of happens a couple times during the game um the gameplay is kind of like a typical jrpg where there is a world map uh and at first you kind of just walk along dots on the world map uh similar to like a suikoden 3 um and i would say wild arms 4 uh and i'm sure there's other games that use that kind of system oh like Final Fantasy tactics uh, so you have a world map, there's dots, and you move around them to navigate. 
Uh, and then later on you get some vehicles and then you actually are able to explore the overworld with vehicles. <clears throat> um, when you're in areas uh, that aren't cities, you'll have random encounters and the game uses a turn-based battle system as would be expected. So getting into gameplay, uh, oh, I guess uh, just do that rem that spiel. So we usually uh, review things uh, from one to five. Uh, we do allow half scores because I fucked that up uh, pretty early on. Um, there are, I think it's six categories now. We have got gameplay, uh, story, visuals, uh, music, slash, uh, no, we're not doing that. We're doing music and voice acting separate. Is that correct? Does that sound right to y'all? No, we're doing it together. We just we're doing it together. together. All right, all right, and then overall, uh, how we felt about the game and uh, replayability slash extra content. Yep. Uh, so let's dive into gameplay then. Uh, does anybody want to talk about this? <laughs> I'll talk about that. Really shit. Uh, <laughs> all right, so it's a fucking it's a JRPG. Um, I guess we'll go. Uh, I'll do like exploring first. Like you, when you walk around areas, uh, you follow a general linear path. There's a mini map that kind of shows you like where you can and can't walk. Uh, you can go into people's houses as usual, steal shit from their cupboards and pots. Uh, maybe find a chest laying around outside. I love. Yeah. This... What's that? I love. Shit. That reminds me of old school shit. So I like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's walk around though, because like everything blends in, so it's hard to tell like what to check. So it's like you just have to like run against the wall and everything, which is kind of annoying. I don't know. It's like well, in that, it's, in, the, it's in, in between time where like graphics were better but not great still. So it's like you can't really tell what like they don't really explain to you either that you can check pots or anything. It's never like a hey, make sure you check this pot, like you know, leading you to it. You know, how well, game to be off. fair, they, they didn't tell you that in old games either. They just kind of like. But he probably assumes you played all his Final Fantasy games. You know, what, you know what's going on. I do think, think though that when games do this, they benefit more when they have uh, things that are able to be interacted with, like uh, like clearly separate from the actual right. backgrounds. Like yeah, they I do that in like cartoons or whatever. Like when you have. Like a character exploring a rock wall, like a brick wall, and then you know which brick he's gonna touch because it's like a fucking dark brown, and everything else is like a light, light brown. And you're like, oh, that's the brick that's gonna get moved, and then they touch the brick and they pull it out or whatever because that's how they had to animate it. So, uh, there's definitely games that have like pots that are like one color, and then like other shit that you can't interact with that's a different color. So you're like, every time you walk to a room, you're like, oh, that's the thing I can interact yeah. with. Sweet, like. Uh, for me, that helps because it's a game, and I prefer things to be a little gamified. Like, it's cool when stuff looks fantastic, but then if you're hiding shit in stuff that looks fantastic and you're not otherwise incentivized to, like, or at least even given a hint to be like, hey, maybe you should look at this, yeah. it's like, that's, at that point, you're, you're not really... House. Like you're not really. It's not a game anymore. You're like, oh, look, look at this art where we hit some shit in. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing too is like it's not consistent. So it's like sometimes it's pots. Sometimes it's like you gotta kick some weird like thing. I don't know, even know what that it, is. It doesn't make any sense either because you kick it and like this smoke thing pops up and yeah. you get an item. Like, what is he kick? What is he fucking kicking? Like, yeah. Like sometimes it's just like 
one one part there's like trees you gotta you gotta like check it's like oh yeah you gotta run into a yeah. tree like okay so how do I, how's this tree different than all the other fucking trees so now i gotta go to like all the trees and just try to run into them and it's like ah fuck you speaking speaking of running that was a he's a fast motherfucker in that game it's so was there a tutorial for that anywhere? Because the only reason I found that out about running was in that uh, one of the dungeons at the end of the first disc, where you have those, uh, you have to step on that switch, and then boulder comes down, and you have to like outrun the boulder to get to the safe spot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, how the fuck am I supposed to do this? And then I, so I'm like googling it, and they're like, oh, just press square to run twice as fast. I'm like, where the fuck, where the fuck did they or it's not square. What button? Is it? I mean, I would expect that from me, Nick, because I don't pay attention to shit. But I was thought you would be a little smarter than that. I didn't press. There's. I swear to God, I didn't see anywhere where they're like, "Oh yeah, press this button to run faster." So I was like, I was running slow the whole fucking game up to that point. And God, that sucks because he. That saves you a lot of time because he runs so goddamn fast. Yeah, so that's like having. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean, I thought you were going to use, uh, I just said, boards as la- make a ladder in Resident Evil 2, so I can't say <laughs> Oh, well, at least, those, at least those boards, when you look at them in inventory, they say what they're used for. That is true. That is true. Uh, oh, well, so... Yeah, just, uh, like, like, you can tell this is an older game because the quality of life stuff's not as, uh, like, prevalent there, I guess. You know, like... In, like after you beat a dungeon, usually you can warp out of it, but in this game you have to fucking run all the way back out. Stupid. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that, no, this, this shit was taken care of like in plenty of games before that. Final Fantasy just dicked around, and never did it. You could do it in like Fantasy Star Four. You could use this spell or whatever to warp you the fuck out. So I don't, I don't understand. You can. So you there's lots of RPGs that give you a warp spell to leave dungeons. The first game that did that, it should have just been common for, for the rest of JRPGs from then on up. Or you just put some fucking, like, magical... Yeah. At the end, of, you beat a boss, and, it, and the, this fucking crystal monument thing there is whatever, and you touch it, it's like, do you want to leave the dungeon? Yes, I do want to leave the dungeon. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah. there's that one dungeon um, towards the end of the game where you have to, like, go in there twice because there's, like, a hidden treasure there, and it's all the way at the last boss. Well... The game story-wise warps you out of there. Uh, the one where you have to get like the thing for the ship to make it go over the hard water, whatever that is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you have to go all the way the fuck back there, and it takes like ten minutes just to fucking run through it because of all the random battles. And another thing is like sometimes in like uh, in a lot of games now, like if once you get to a certain level, like you don't get random battles, or you get the item that where you can just you you don't have any random battles. None of that's in this game. I don't know why it's not a Moogle charm or something. Yeah. This would be one game where it would benefit from having uh, enemies on the field that you can run up to and, and fight or avoid. Yes. Only because or... I feel like getting into a battle was a waste of like a minute of my life because you spend, <laughs> it felt like 30 minutes where they like, they kind of scan over the background and then they like scan each character as they're like getting ready Honestly, to fucking dying. and then it's like okay and then you fight and uh you finish the battle and then they do the similar thing they scan over all the fucking characters again when they're finishing up the fight and then they pull up the fucking uh end game like rewards combat thing whatever the fuck that's called and then 
And then that takes another like 10 seconds. I'm like, God fucking damn. I don't want to fight anymore because it takes so long. Like the fights, it took me longer to finish fights than it did for the fight to actually have like load up and shit. I'm like, it's annoying shit. It, worst part, another reason I would have benefited from having enemies on the screen or, or something like that is because the way the experience is like you, you, I mean, I think Leonard does this too, I think, where it's like once you hit a certain level, like that's you, 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 they, they're pretty much telling you where you're supposed to be, and you don't gain that much experience after that. So one experience, but the, but the mobs still like wreck you a little bit. So it's almost like, what's the benefit of fighting? Like I'm just, so like, we, we, if you're gonna have that kind of system, then you should just have enemies in place. So I'm like, why the fuck would I want to fight ten more random battles when I can't gain any more levels? My fucking it also time. felt like there was an experience cap. Like, so if enemies were that's what I'm getting at. Like, you... Luna does that, right? Well, I meant like, so like, if it's too enemies are too weak, you get one experience point. But even if they're stronger than you, you the max you get is like, it felt like ten per enemy. Yeah, round. yeah, it's it's, so like, it's hard to grind. But like, you only need a hundred experience per level, so it's like I still I have to fight a lot. Like, it just felt like a weird, uh, like scaling system they used. I I didn't really understand it, but I was just like, at some point, I said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna kind of." Get through this as fast as I can. Yeah, then you get to the the Kelalons or whatever the fuck they're called, which is basically like shiny palms or the metal slimes to grind out. Because he knows it's a fucking waste of time. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> since we were talking about uh, combat, kind of. Uh, so it's typical turn-based turn -based combat, um, but you can arrange your characters... Uh, in a front row, back row formation, which is not something that's unique to this game, like uh, Final Fantasy games that you do that, where you could put a character in the front row and the back row. Sequel did. Um, and Sweet Um But uh, for this one, you can have a max a party of five. Uh, and being in the front row actually does provide a benefit to the gameplay, not just uh, to the character. Uh, so, I mean, like to the whole party. Damage. So they have this uh, like wall thing. What's it? Is it GME? I can't remember what the hell it's called. Uh, but guard it, something, right? Something, yeah. And it starts. Uh, it it uh, it's based on the max total max HP of all characters you have in the front row. Um, and what it does is there's like four tiers. Uh, as your characters in the front row get attacked, it reduces the uh, bar. And the further it gets along in the tiers, the more damage the the characters in the back receive. So you put all your weak mage characters in the back, your strong melee characters in the front, and uh, typically, as long as the front characters don't get their asses kicked, the back characters are mostly safe. Yeah, enemies have this as well, which is another reason why battles can take uh, some time, because it's paying the fucking ass that way. There's also um, resistances and... Uh, those are tied into like a, a creature's race and also element. Um, and you can do either a hell of a lot of damage with the right element, or you can do pretty much no fucking damage with the wrong element, which I experienced multiple times. Like there's enemies that are completely immune to like physical attacks, essentially, and then there's enemies that are completely immune to magic attacks. And that can waste a lot of time if you're not expecting that yet and you make all your melee characters hit. A yes. melee immune enemy, and then they're charging up magic, and then they wipe out like most of your HP in one hit. It's like, okay, well, it's Oh, another thing which I thought was interesting is that uh, I found out the immortals can revive themselves after being dead for two turns. 
Yeah. Did you? Is it? I didn't. I didn't actually know it was a set turns. I thought it just it was yeah, random. Turns, so that's how you beat like some of those harder bosses because you kind of stagger your your deaths, I guess. So, like that's how I but, beat the oh. last like playground boss that um, basically like wrecks you. So there's like a bunch of different skills you can get, like hit point absorb or like uh, attack absorb or magic absorb or magic point zero. But so so it's like basically like luck and. Uh, timing your revives, so okay. Basically, always have Y three on them. What? Like, I didn't know that there was a thing until I was fighting a boss and I revived. I had revived Kaim, uh early with some items, and then like Jansen went down or something. So I used Seth to revive uh, Jansen because I needed somebody to cast magic or something. And then the turn after that, Kaim got revived again. I'm like. Well, I wish I fucking would have known that. I wouldn't have wasted a goddamn he- revival item on him, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's pretty um, pretty interesting. But that's that's part of the problem with this game is they don't explain stuff to you. Just, yeah, yeah, I mean that's a cool concept to throw the the uh, storyline element into the gameplay, but I'm not really sure how. To me, that was like it's one of those like half-ass things because yeah, the characters are immortal, so they should technically not be taking damage or whatever, right? So you should never bring them back with a fucking phoenix down because they're never really dead, right? Well, yeah, then like <laughs> they die, they die, but they come back with like a quarter of their HP. But if they're <laughs> yeah. like they're immortal, they should have full HP or whatever. And like I guess it's like in the lore, like they don't heal immediately. It's like okay, whatever, but they're immortal, so it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Um. Uh, kind of coming back to those resist- resistances stuff. There's a when you're fighting, there's a ring system. Um, that acts like they're. Uh, uh, you you can equip a weapon, and you can equip a ring. Um, and they act like, not like armor or anything. They're just like bonus things that happen when you uh, are in combat, and when you choose to attack, you'll get this like a. Uh, ring that goes from uh, outside the screen it kind of zooms in real quick into the center of the screen and if you hit uh, the attack button uh, with the right timing you'll either get a perfect uh, or a good result and perfect gives you the max bonus and a good just can, gives you like a half a bonus maybe I think it was it felt way weaker than a perfect but it's like a half as attempt in shadow hearts ring uh, that's I mean I appreciated that because at least in Shadow Hearts, when you you miss, like you you like you actually miss your fucking attack. So in this one, at least you don't miss your whole attack. So it didn't feel like a waste of a turn too much, and I appreciated that. Uh, but it also didn't wasn't that impactful. Like it was hardly any time, uh, at least early like, on in the game, where I was like, "Oh man, I'm so glad I have this ring equipped." It's not, and it only goes for regular attacks. Like it would have been, I thought would have liked it more if it went like Shadow Hearts, where it went for a lot of other things. Because at the end of the game, you're not. I mean, I wasn't attacking. I was using combo or something like that. You're, ne- I'm never using it again. So yeah, a waste. Yeah, they had, um, they had some good ideas, but they didn't. They didn't plan it right, or they didn't implement it. Like it is good that you can. Um, Angel rings on the fly during combat because that would have been a pain in the ass if you couldn't. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, speaking of equipment, um, you can also equip uh, accessories, which I kind of glossed over before, and they are what serve as more like your armor. They give you different uh, skills, 
uh, like stat boosts, stuff like that. And the immortal characters can learn skills from the accessories, and they can also learn skills from their uh, regular human uh, party members. Uh, and then they are the only ones that really can have mix and match customizable uh, skill sets. So what you can do is you can learn uh, like white magic uh, spells or spirit magic or uh, random buffing abilities or whatever from your other characters. Uh, put them on like came for whatever reason to make him a mage if that's what you want to do. Uh, you can like make set the mage. You can just make them focus on attack. You can make them more balanced with their skill set. Uh, so that really opens up the variety of builds for your characters, which I thought was cool, but at some point became kind of overwhelming because I'm like, it was like a mix between like, I have to learn every skill and then also like, I already have a good build. Like why I really don't give a fuck about any more skills kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so, it's more for end game because you need all that shit to beat like some of those uh, extra bosses. You know? Okay. You definitely need like all that stuff to beat like the, the the playground at the end those last bosses you need like immune to like uh, status effects or and there's like immunity to magic attacks but then there's some like non elemental magic attacks you, you can't get immune to so, uh, there's a lot of stuff that, like I think you get up to 30 slots <clears throat> so you can't Jesus just, Christ yeah you, the max is 30 I, I got 30 slots for everyone that I couldn't get anymore um, at 8 so that so there is some strategy involved to, involved too with it because like some of those accessories you have to like there's a skill to equip it like the high powered accessory so you're like wasting a slot to equip it so there's definitely some stuff you gotta like manage with that. But like like you said like it doesn't really the main game you can pretty much just like fight and have your magic users and your attackers and get through the whole game and not have to worry. Yeah, I feel like there was. After a certain point, there's very little strategy that you need to have equipped, which to me is poor game design. I mean, if you're saying you had to use it for the f extra bosses, I mean, that's cool, but all that into uh, design for three fucking bosses is Yeah, it's like shit. four bosses you really need to, to do it for, so... It's kind of shit game design. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it for gameplay. Uh, did I miss anything important? Think? Um, there's like you, there's like treasures you can find. Like we were kind of talking before, there's like hidden stuff in pots, and then there's like there's some invisible treasure chests you can only find after you do like there's like a music box like uh, mini game you can do, and then after you oh, yeah. after you beat them all, there's like these glasses you get that show the invisible tr like treasures you can find, and there's also like like rumor treasures you can find. That you talk to certain NPCs and then they show up in like your item list. Um, so that's something you can do. Let's see. I think that all that stuff's all that stuff's pretty cool. Like it reminded me of you know like old school JRPG shit. I didn't. I only. I pretty much kind of just cheated and used the guide and only went after the uh, in game shit that really was important. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't have the same magic. That it would have have had if uh for the people that played it without a like a walkthrough or whatever, because that stuff is pretty neat. When you're like, oh, so I missed a bunch of shit, I had to go back and find it. But it, that's also kind of a pain in the ass. This is they don't really. That's why I stopped playing it. The good stuff you need, like if you don't use a guide, you're it's it's really easy to miss a lot of stuff in this game. Like it's, yeah, this is why I, this that's why I stopped playing it originally back in the day. Um, I. Uh, 
like was about to go towards like the one of the later dungeons, like the probably the last couple of dungeons or whatever. And I was like, God damn, I don't. I must have just missed a bunch of shit. And I was like, I don't have, you know, any high level magic or anything. So I, you know, went on Game Facts and they're like, Oh yeah, like you missed a bunch of tests. And I'm like, Fuck you. I'll just stop playing. I'm not gonna spend three, four fucking hours finding shit. I didn't like it that much back then, so I just quit playing. Did you, when you were, I wasn't, were you, did you mention how the immortals learn stuff from the mortals? Oh, yeah. Well, I did, because, uh, but the only way mortals learn abilities is through leveling up. That's the only thing I, I left out. Okay, alright. Yeah. Immortals was... learn from, like, you get SP points every battle, and you have to get so many of those from, and then you learn the mortal skills or from the accessories, too. I do like I do like I do kind of like that idea somewhat. I just don't think it's well implemented. I mean, it's the Final Fantasy IX system pretty much, except yeah, except you learn from your partner or your party members instead of just from gear. gear? Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't really like new systems that much, especially with the gear one because you're just constantly feeling like you have to keep old shit on. I don't think it mattered as much as Lost Odyssey because Lost Odyssey, like the accessories to me, didn't feel that important. So having them on to learn stuff didn't really feel like a big loss. My Final Fantasy IX, it would annoy me to, to go buy new gear in a town knowing I'm going to keep this old fucking gear on me for more battles. It bothered me insofar as, like, it was just an extra, like, fucking chore I felt like I had to do between battles. Like, oh, somebody matched the skill. Let me stop playing the game so I can go equip a new fucking accessory. All right, let me keep playing the game now. Like, you're yeah. going to take that much time, like, maybe 10, 15 seconds. But it's, like, every couple battles you have to do that. I'm like, man. I just prefer the, yeah. I prefer the Lufia 2 IP system, actually. I think that's a lot more simpler and a lot less fucking shit micromanaging going on. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's pretty much everything covered. Uh, let's start with uh, Kevin. Was there anything that you liked? Um, I like the beginning of the game where it's like they're throwing you to different things where you start off that big battle and um, and then there's like different gameplay stuff like you're going through the town and then you get caught and you're in jail and you have to do like that little uh, maze thing in the jail. But it's like after a while, they it's kind of just your standard dungeon. You know what I mean? So. Okay. The, I thought the the dungeons were interesting in the beginning, but then they kind of petered off at the end. <laughs> uh, fuck those end dungeons. Yeah, like the one dungeon where like the whole the whole floor flips and stuff. Like that was I was like at that. It's like at that point you're like I want to be done with this game. I don't want to be stuck in this dungeon. Um, yeah, some of them things are just pain in the ass, man. <clears throat> but uh, I mean, the general game was alright. There wasn't anything like that really stood out that I thought was amazing. Um, I guess besides the stories, but I, we'll get to, into that in, in story part, but, uh, or the dreams, but, uh, yeah. uh, the stuff I didn't like though, like, uh, like we were talking, I can't, we kind of already mentioned it, but like the dungeons were, uh, you know, you're kind of level capped in the beginning where after a while it's like, why well, there's no point to fight. So you just got to run away from your battle. So you don't like waste your life. <clears throat> well, to be fair, there wasn't most, like a reason for you to fight most of the game because you went and grinded like up to level fifty at the first boosting point, right? Well, yeah, but I'm saying before then, uh, like you know, some like the forest level, like I think I'm capped out in like ten battles. You know what I mean? 
So yeah. then the rest of the, the dungeon, it's like a waste of time because it's like, what's the point? You're not getting any like good gear from these mobs and um, you're getting like one XP. So I'm not wasting like 10 minutes to, or maybe five minutes to like fight six dudes. You know what I mean? I don't even feel like you're getting that good of item drops to make the uh, the really good rings either. Because, I, I mean, I guess you probably made every ring. I didn't fucking couldn't make half of, like, 90% of the last final rings. I didn't make any rings, really, besides, because there's no point. Because you get, like, better ones in chests and stuff. So, they're all, like, level 3, level 3, level 3 stuff. And, it's like, you can't. To make those, it takes so much time. I'm like, I'm not fucking with that. <laughs> no I'm like, I, I think I made a couple of like the, the very final ones, but I was like, after the first like two uh, extra rings, you can you know you can talk to that one guy who who helps you make like special rings. Yeah. Nah. Uh, after his his first two like tiers, I couldn't make shit for most of the game. Yep. Uh- I definitely was following the guide, and, and they would say, oh, make sure you have made, like, three of these rings at this point. And so I'd, like, I'd make them, and I didn't really notice that they helped during the fight, because I wasn't using attacks very much. So I was like, uh, fuck rings. Like, <laughs> I don't really give a shit. Yeah, that's how I felt, too, so. Um, um then the other thing, uh, let's see. I, didn't, I thought the timing for the ring, like, they didn't really explain what was good. Like, there's like, okay, here's the ring, and... Um, you gotta hit it in a certain spot, but they don't really, like, you know, they won't give you, like, an easy one, like, in the beginning, so you can kind of, like, get your timing. It's just, like, a lot of trial and error in the beginning, it's like, is that the good spot? Nope, nope, that's not the good spot. And it's like, I don't know, just, to me, I was super annoyed with the rings at first. Fucking Xenoblade does that shit, too, where it's kind of like, you don't, you don't know exactly where you're supposed to do it until you just kind of do it so many times that you just kind of just... But it's like yeah, it's, it's not like it's, a certain color. It's like it's like gray or black or gray. It's like or black, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where in the ring it's supposed to go. Um, yeah, at least Lost Odyssey tells you perfect, though. I guess I think in Xenoblade, like it doesn't even the the word that comes out there it doesn't even let you know whether or not it was like excellent or just good. And, and like the ring, like timings, like if you don't hold the button down in the beginning, like you automatically lose. So it's like how do. Like, it's hard to like get the gauge at first. It's like, okay, I'm just holding it now. I gotta watch it as it's closing in. Okay, you know, it just goes so quick. It's hard to tell. So, I was just annoyed by that. Uh, like I said, no dungeon warps. Didn't like that. Um, but overall, it was uh, you know, pretty. It was it was decent. So. All right. Uh, what about you, Travis? Anything you liked? Doesn't like. Um, liked, I liked, um, going around the towns, um, doing, like, the little mini-games and stuff. He would do an old Final Fantasy, like, the hide-and-seek and, uh, all that stupid shit. Like, in the, I think it was the one village where you had to, like, all the statues, the Kelion statues in a certain time. Just doing all that shit, to me, I had fun doing that. I haven't done that shit in a video game in a long time, so... Anything else for combat? There's nothing I really enjoyed much out of it. At some point, I don't know what you did, Nick, but uh, Kujo just steamrolled everything after like half of the game. I mean, all I did was use combo and power rush for most of the game, so I didn't really feel like there's that much strategy. Yeah, was... I kind of just looked up like what's how do you do the most damage with least effort kind of thing, <laughs> and they're, they're like pretty much use that. Like, yeah, oh, okay. I... 
If it's, it's a strong, if it may be really weak against magic, then you would do like mind us and then whatever elemental spell or some shit. Like, I didn't really feel like there's much strategy after a certain point. Yeah. I will say one thing I fucking dislike so much, and I didn't know this until I spent probably like 30 minutes. Did, you guys were using the guide. Did you know that you could sleep those fucking giant dinosaur things in the sea? Yeah, I mean, I learned that in the in the guide, yeah. <laughs> did you? Did you? I guess you knew right away, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was so pissed. I failed that thing like three or four fucking times. Oh, shit. That sucks. <laughs> Fucking guy. So then I went to guide, and then I he writes it up, and he's like, "Yeah, you pretty much need to be in this level in order to do it." And then I'm like, "I'm not. I am not. I'm not grinding that out." So I tried a couple more times, and then I read like two more sentences. He's like, "Or you can catch sleep on them." And I'm like, "I, the fuck would you say that?" I was like, "Why? Why would you just say that? Why would you just say just catch sleep? Why would anybody yeah. want to do it at a certain level?" It's like this bullshit. I don't feel like anybody would know that if you saw it on a guide. Yeah. You well, most bosses are immune to all status effects, so it's like you gotta like trial and error that shit. That's fucking. It would be a fucking game other than like Cosmic Star Heroin or something like that. Do you ever fucking try to to use a status effect on an enemy? Yeah, there was no like other bosses that were like they try kind of yeah. you into doing that. You know, most of the time like they kind of baby step you into stuff. Like, hey, what? here's like a Why would really you... easy boss, but you have to use fire, the only thing that kills him. And then it progresses through the game where it's like, oh yeah, I've, I've kind of learned this strategy from other l- lower end bosses where, oh nothing's working, oh there must be some kind of trick to it. But they don't. It's like, oh yeah, here's a. Why would you think they're gonna go? You gotta kill them, person. or you get a game over. And even like uh, over leveled as I was, I had to put one of them to sleep because <laughs> I had powered through four of them. And if I didn't put one of them to sleep, it was I was gonna, I was not gonna be able to get all the items and kill them all. So. Oh, it's bullshit. And why would you think they're just going to be like? Why would you think that they would just be sleeping on the world map as the other ones in the movie? Like, why? Like, who the fuck would ever think that? This is complete bullshit. It pissed me off. I was stuck there for like an hour. Oh, the other thing that uh, maybe it's in maybe it's in the um, tutorial, or, but I, I don't know. But like, they don't tell you like, or at least I don't think they do. Or if you save it and reload it, like you get all your life back. Like if you're in a dungeon. So there's not like a tent or anything you can use like in a lot of games, like where you can get your hit points back or your magic points. But literally, if you save and reload, everything comes back to 100. percent It's weird. Yeah, no, is that... they definitely don't mention that in game. I think it was an overlooked thing. Maybe probably just, it, it, it's probably not supposed to do that. I bet he probably just didn't fucking think about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so for me. Um, I can't really like. I, I, there's there's one thing that sticks out to me that happened in a couple of boss battles, which I like. I thought was interesting, but like in hindsight, I'm like, I fucking dislike it so much. Uh, there's battles where you have a time limit, pretty much, but they don't tell you that it's a time limit. They just say, "Oh, there's this character that can't die. Make sure you." Oh yeah, it was like Mac. Yeah, it's like the first yeah, three the... bosses are like that. It's like all right. Uh, yeah. so like if you. If you're unsure of like, if you're not following a guide, like I don't think you can heal the character uh, that's being uh, damaged, so you have to pretty much know like which order to destroy like whatever parts of the mo- uh, the boss you have to destroy to free the character, uh, or just kill the boss outright uh, in like three turns, and it's like okay, this is kind of stupid. I really don't want to have to watch these cutscenes and shit all over again. I hope I saved before this. 
But uh, other than that, um, I mean, you guys pretty much covered a lot of stuff that I was thinking about. So I guess I'll rate it uh, and give it a three. Oh, there is one thing. The fucking magic. Why the hell won't they just be like, hey, this takes like one turn to cast or two turns to cast? No, they're like, this spell is IF. Like a 3G. It's like, what the fuck? Are we doing Wi-Fi over here? <laughs> yeah, okay. I, forgot, I, for, I forgot about that. I think I had it in my notes my phone died. But yeah, that shit's stupid. Like, and it has like this whole like like I thing on the ga- uh, the guy that like spells it like planes it to you. I'm like, what? Why, why wouldn't it just be one turn, two turns? Like, it's fucking ignorant. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's stupid. Uh, so yeah, I'll give gameplay a, a three. What about you, Travis? Um, I'm gonna give it two and a half. All right, uh, Kevin. Yeah, I'm also gonna give it a three. Um, there's some stuff I didn't like. You know, I felt like it's like old school mentality stuff. But uh, there's there's it wasn't like terrible. It was, and that's kind of how I felt like a lot of this game. It was. It's like there's some decent stuff. There's some interesting stuff. But it felt like it didn't all come together at the end. Okay. Another boss I wanted to bitch about. I don't know if y'all have a problem with it. So, you're fighting that boss. I think you have four magic users or three, and then Mac, and you got to fight that boss in the some kind of cave, and he has reflect on him. I remember this boss. I don't remember. No. So like you're stuck with Mac is your only physical uh, attacker. Well, he's a fucking piece of shit. He's garbage. Everybody else is just a magic user, and I'm, maybe I just didn't have reflex, so I couldn't reflect off myself to the boss. So, so I'll just sit in there, just <laughs> dicking around, just healing Mac while he did his little bullshit damage because I couldn't do anything else because every spell I cast would just get reflected back. I think it's the. I'm glad I'm using. I was using a guide for this shit. I think it's the boss you fight, like. And Kime and whoever are frozen already, or something. Yeah, I, I just know Mac and Cook are like bullshit characters. They're so uh, we'll get in that story, I guess. But they're, they're like fucking Palm and Porum from Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, so not cool. Except not cool. But worse because you have to have them the whole fucking game. Well, Palm and Porum, I thought were pretty cool characters in Final Fantasy IV. Mac and Cook are fucking stupid. She's, and she sounds like Chucky from Goddamn Rugrats. Because she, well, she is Phil and Lil from Rugrats. <laughs> that's what I meant, Phil and Lil. Yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. because she is. <laughs> oh, is she? Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah. Oh, no shit. It's annoying. There was a part, there was a part where Jansen said he was going like, to kick her or punch her or some shit. I'm like, fucking do it, man. Take one. <laughs> oh, Take one yeah, that's where, they get off, that's, that's where they get off the boat, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, shit. All right. All right, so it's time for our first musical break. Uh, as has become tradition, uh, it's going to be the main theme from the game uh, for Brent's pick. Um, and I, th- I think they actually uh, reused this melody a couple times throughout the game in different other songs. Uh, but I think we're going to be doing the like original one that uh, it's like the first song you hear when you, you start the game on the main menu or whatever. Yeah, it's like when you yeah first log in the game, yeah. All right, uh, here we go.
that was... I think it's called Prologue. Yeah, it's called Prologue. So, uh, story. Uh... There's a lot to go through, but then also not a lot to go through. Uh, so pretty much, uh, there are... Uh, was it fucking seven? Or eight? I think there's eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's nine. Okay, so there's nine uh, characters that are in your party. Uh, and one main villain. Uh, there is Kaim, Seth, Ming, uh, Sarah as the immortals. And then uh, Sed, Jansen, Cook, Mac, and Tolton as the human characters. Uh, the main villain is Gongara. And uh, he is very prevalent in the first half, or like the first quarter of the game, I guess. And then he kind of disappears for a little bit and then comes back. So, what the hell did I do with this damn shit I had? Motherfucker. Hold on, technical difficulties. Are you just talking about the start of the game? Yeah, I wrote back. down some stuff. Uh to give myself a uh, some of the thought like to read through found it all right that's so, a note so my phone's dead yeah pretty much i lost my fucking uh i have like 50 fucking tabs open i'm like which tab did i put this in son of a bitch <laughs> uh so the start of the game is actually uh i'd say like the best start of a game i've ever played yeah it's uh, like a yeah uh, it's awesome it's like it's like so it starts off with this fucking phenomenal cutscene and like you, it's a bunch of two two sides of uh, these armies going to combat over this like open field thing, and there's like siege weapons, uh, like fucking uh, like flaming I think it's like flaming meteor things or is it magic shots I can't remember like just flying over like, like obliterating this one army. Yeah, it's like Lord of the Rings uh, like battle like epic proportions type shit. Yeah, it's fucking blow it slow real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like it's like like people are getting fucking demolished and destroyed and shit. It's fucking sweet. And then like uh Kame appears and the camera like follows him for a while. He's like just, just destroying dudes. And then it's like the most seamless cutscene to gameplay thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like the the cutscene like zooms out a little bit after like Kame like fights some dudes and then like you're in a battle. You're in a battle now and you're like, Oh shit, okay. This is pretty sweet. Let's do this. Uh, and you fight a couple of dudes, and then you have to fight this uh, siege weapon thing. Um, and this is the only time in the game where if you die, uh, you get auto-revived by, I guess, some NPC up somewhere. I, I never died, but apparently this is a thing. No, oh, I didn't know uh, that. Because uh, like, like, uh, the side you're on has like those healing wizard people or something. Like They're up in the towers, and they're casting revive magic or some shit. I don't fucking know. But um, I guess if you die... Uh, you come back to life, so you can finish the battle. So that was pretty sweet. So you fight the siege engine thing, you destroy it, and then all of a sudden, like, this fucking meteor thing gets summoned and falls out of the sky and just obliterates everybody. And you're the only survivor. So, uh, you are... You make your way out of the battlefield, and you kind of go back to, uh, I guess, this camp where your side of the army, which I think is Ura, right? Yeah, Ura. Uh, is who you're fighting for versus Kent, which are these like dog beast people looking dudes. I thought they were pretty sweet looking. Oh, uh, okay. So that's why they're all slaughtered when you go back there. 
Yeah. When you go to the when you, uh, when you try to go into their town, it's like you can't get past the front gate. Yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, what? I, I kind of forgot that's who we we're fighting. Yep. Um. So you make your way back to this camp thing. Everybody's like, "How did you survive?" And you're like, "I don't know. I just did." And uh, then you get told that uh, was it general? That was he? Fuck it. Is he a general? I can't remember. Uh, but go Gorga. God damn it, Gorgonzola. Fuck, I forgot his name again. Gungora. Gorgana. Gungora. Gungora. Yes. Gorgonzola. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's something it's with a G, you know, an R. Uh, you, yeah, you get told that Gungora wants to meet you. You get put on this, uh, like, uh, like APC kind of thing. And uh, there's a couple of people that survived the battle in there with you. And it's also Seth sitting in the corner. And the people remark that you two are the only people that don't have any combat injuries and how weird that is. So you're like, oh, she must be special too. Uh, you kind of get sent to the town um, where you meet up with uh, Gungora, who's in a like a council meeting. And you give your report of what happened in the battle. And everybody's like, how'd you survive? And Kaim's like, uh, well, I'm immortal. And Gungora's like, uh, yeah, I'm immortal too, because I found some magic and I did it on him as an experiment. And uh, that was immortal. Don't ask how I did the magic. Don't ask me to do it to anybody else either. Uh, it's a secret. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is fucking weird. All right. And uh, then they ask about uh, his grand staff project and like what's going on there. Because they think that it's the reason why uh, the meteor came out of the sky. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's for the best of the, the nation. It's for Ura, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I guess the, was he the prime minister or whatever? He's like, no, we're going to cancel your grand staff project or at least send somebody to look at it. It's like, okay, you survived this battle. You seem to be immortal or whatever. Let's send you. And you're like, okay. Um, and then after this, you meet up with Gangora and like you uh, pledge like your renewed loyalty to him or something. Yeah. And like you kiss his hand and shit. And he's like, don't forget, uh, you owe me everything, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, all right, sure. Uh, because it's, it's also been revealed that you pretty much have no memories about anything and I guess he like took care of you or something uh, so you get assigned to the Grand Staff uh, like investigation mission with uh, the other immortal survivor Seth and then also uh, Jansen who you meet in the streets he's like oh yeah uh, he's the one that, that tells you to go beat Gongor at his mansion so you go do that uh, then you find out that Jansen gets to join you for that, and you meet him uh, at the city gates in the morning. And this is really, I guess, when you know that he's the joke character because he comes up with like three prostitutes or something, and he's drunk as fuck, and he's talking about how he doesn't there's done enough time to fuck him again or something like that. And uh, clearly, Seth and Kaim are annoyed by this, but it kind of sets the the tone for. Every character is annoyed by Jansen at all times, uh, because the of the way, including people who are playing the game. It's like I don't know about you, but I felt like they tried too hard with him. Like it wasn't like natural. It's like you know, it's like the like like the kid that always is trying to be funny, but he's not. That's how I felt like Jansen was. I mean, I thought I thought he was kind of funny at times myself, but. Yeah, to say, he, so there's like there's been there were one or two times where he said something like in a cutscene, and it was one of those things like where you're watching like a scary movie, and like there's so much tension, 
And then some dumb asshole says something like, Oh, welcome to the fucking Chili's! And you're like, what the fuck? Like, it takes you so much out of the experience that you like can't help but laugh a little bit. That's kind of how I felt about Jansen, because like none of the characters remarked about anything he said in any cutscene. Like, there'd be something serious going on, like, oh shit, we really gotta do this, or like, everybody's gonna die. And he's like, well, I took a shit later, or earlier today, and it's like, okay. Like, it has, like, things he says, like, has nothing to do with what the fuck's going on. He's just like, look at me, look at me, I need attention. And everybody else is just like, just shut the fuck up, Jansen, please. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, okay, all right, that's how this character's gonna go. I, like, I thought he'd be more, uh... I guess, I don't know, influential in the stuff? Like, but he just has, like, a weird, like, the weirdest fucking arc in the whole game uh we'll oh, kind of go into that so weird it's so weird and it's like not he doesn't earn anything like it's not like he went through like a struggle like they don't go to his backstory and like he was beaten as a kid and he acts out because you know that's how he you know gets attention and he needs attention because he didn't get it but none of that like it's just nope i'm just i'm just that guy that just jokes around for no reason there's no they don't give him any backstory he's the, he's the funny one well, like normally in a JRPG, when you have like a a joke character, or like a com- a character there that's there to be funny, like they also actually are respected by the party somewhat. But they just like do silly things sometimes. Like this is like this is legit straight up. Like uh, everybody's walking around, and then they get a thorn in their foot, and they can't get the fucking thorn out of their foot. And the whole time they try to pull the thorn out, and he's laughing at him. And it's like, man, how fucking annoying. Like there's that one point where like. Uh, Seth and somebody else were like, we need to get rid of this guy. And Kame's like, no, nah, he's just whatever. We'll just leave him here. Well, that's just Kime. Well, that's the other thing. Kime's kind of like, whatever, the whole game. And it's like, you have no personality, bro. You're like, okay, we, um, we gotta do this. And then we gotta, we gotta stop Gungora. But uh, everything else is whatever. I think Jansen's the only one with any personality out of the whole bunch. I thought Seth had the most personality. Towards the end... No, she even, at the very first interaction with you, she, she has a lot of personality. Like, super like, annoying up in your face. Hey! I mean... It's like me. It's kind of like Jansen. Like, it's like the middle ground between Jansen and, and Kame. That's why I think she comes off a little bit more palatable. Uh, at least to me. Yeah. Like, I didn't mind the scenes where she was, like, doing things. Because she was making, like, smart decisions, typically. Uh, and, like, had insightful things to add. It wasn't like Kane being like, "Yeah, what? Let's do whatever." And I thought, let's uh, do it. I thought Seth was funnier than Jansen because he he called he called he called Seth Mama all the time. Like when he first yeah. said Mama, I was like dying laughing. I was like, "Oh shit!" Big see, I ha- see, I hated that part. Big badass pirate. He's like, "Oh, Mama." <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, that's enough. I guess enough bitch, and we'll get back to the story. Um. So pretty much, uh, you three go and investigate Grandstaff. Uh, things go okay until you get there. Um, and there's like these giant fucking worm things that are feeding off of uh, the energy off the Grandstaff, which is itself emitting way too much energy. Um, then you get attacked by uh, soldiers from the Kingdom of Mora, and you get taken prisoner. Um, you escape from the jail by uh uh by with the assistance of Jansen who has this uh I think it was a black like a uh, crystal orb thing yeah uh, that who was given to him by Gangora and like 
the whole time you've been playing so far, like you kind of get like random cutscenes that go back to Gungora being like just evil. Shit. You know, like, okay, like, this couldn't be any more on the nose, but all right. Um, and then so one of these cutscenes is Jan- him giving Jansen this orb. He's like, if they start getting their memories back, throw it at him. And Jansen's like, okay, why? What's it do? And Gora's like, it just ignores him. Pretty much is like, just do your fucking job. I paid you money already. And Jansen's like, okay. Uh, so you're stuck in this jail cell. Um, like, uh, Kaim's definitely, you notice you're beginning some, some of his memories back. Wait, I think at this point, maybe... you say how they got captured? Uh, yeah, they were uh, at Grand Staff, and they got attacked by the Damara kingdom. Who... The bald fucker. Oh, yeah, the big, the piece of... the big guy, yeah. Garbage. Uh, fuck, I don't remember his name. Kakunas or some shit? Cuck. Oh, he's an asshole. Anyway, uh, so yeah, you, you put in jail, then, uh, Jensen throws this orb thing at uh, the guard, and he loses his memory. So you're like, oh, so this thing was supposed to uh, re or give amnesia back to whoever he throws the, the orb at. Cool, got it. So there's, for some reason, Gogora wants them to not have their memories. But Good Kai, to know. The reason, part of the reason he did that is because Kai was saying he doesn't remember, want to remember anyways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right, because he's like, well, it's not so bad. He's not gonna remember things because he doesn't want to remember, right? So I'll just use this thing. Yeah. I got it. Uh, so they get out of jail and then you have to go through this like labyrinth maze thing to unlock some doors where there's like these ro- patrolling robot guards. If you get caught, you get put back in jail. And then uh, yeah, that part of the, 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 the guard is actually kind of funny because he's like, when they talk to him to get out, they're like, hey, you were on the way in here to, t- to get us out. You remember there was a mix up? That's why you came here to get us out and he's like oh yeah i'm sorry and that's you out <laughs> and you get put in jail again he's like hey how'd you guys get back here and like oh there's another there's another mix-up you know how it ha- you know how it is right and he's like oh yeah let me just let you out again and it's like okay <laughs> i think i got caught quite a few times actually uh so i mean there are moments where this game's like funny and shit but like generally uh it's not because of jansen it's because something else right yeah but Anyway, uh, so you get out of jail, uh, you escape uh, off of the, uh, or you almost escape out of the ship, I think, and you get put into these crystal balls, or these ball things, or am I doing that out of order? Because I'm pretty sure you go in jail first, then you get, you kind of get out, then you get caught, like, um, when you're almost out, and then you get put in those ball things, and you're all separated, and then, uh... Cause I'm trying to remember how the fuck you get into Namara. Because, like, you get there somehow. The queen, oh, no, 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 no. no. The queen lets no, you, you, get, you get recaught at the end, right? Yeah, you get recaught, and you get put in those balls, and you're like, you think you're going to get out because, like, you, the, the heavy do stuff in the cell thing, ball things, like, kick some rats and shit. But then you get uh, taken by Kakunas, and you get presented to the queen of Numara, uh, who's Ming. And uh, I think Seth says she knows her. Yeah. At this point, you're like they, they're old friends or something like that. Um, but you don't actually get to talk to her uh, during this like uh, presentation because they present you to her and she's like, "Oh, it's fine, let them go, like just don't come back," kind of thing. Um, and I don't, I think she, maybe she gets a glance of uh, like Seth, but she doesn't like say, "Oh, I remember you," kind of thing. She, I think Seth she's like has, stuck like, in a, a few necklace or whatever. That she gave yeah. You. That's what. Yeah. Uh, so you get 
released into town, and the general's like, we're still watching you, fuckers, kind of thing. Um, and you meet Cook and Mac eventually on the outskirts of town and like this destroyed section. Um, and you find out that uh, these two kids are actually uh, Kaim's grandchildren. Convenient. Because uh, one of the things that he's been wrestling with is the death of his daughter. Uh, you get a lot of flashbacks about that, where like she's on this cliff and she like jumps off for some reason, and him and his wife are like, "What the fuck? Why'd you do that?" Like they freak out, they can't save her, so they blame themselves for her death. Um, so you you find some flowers and you meet Cook and Mac take, tending these flowers, and some guards come over and they're like, "Hey, those are some pretty cool flowers. We want them." <laughs> and like at first, uh, Kaim, Seth, and Jansen just kind of stand back and let these little kids get bullied, and then like one of the guards come over. And like I, th- I think it's when they assault Cook or something that they finally step in and like, all right, we can't let you do this. Yeah. And I'm like, I would have been like, hey, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, first thing, as soon as they've been like, they started acting like drunk pieces of shit or whatever they were doing, I'd be like, you'll need to get the fuck out of here. Not just like stand back. But I guess that's the whole thing. Uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit before the show started where Kaim's just kind of like living, is existing and observing things is what it feels like because he's been like amnesiatic for 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 a long fucking time and so uh, he can't die and he kind of thinks like well whatever happens is meant to happen i'm just gonna watch kind of thing so i guess that, in that sense it makes sense but still it's, it's really like off-putting like a lot of situations happen and kaim just kaim and the party just kind of stand there and let it happen whereas like you expect like the heroes to actually step in and do something good but they just they're content to just watch shit happen a lot of times it's like all right um so you protect the kids and you find out that uh Kaim's daughter's still alive, but she's on her deathbed. So you go see her and then she dies. Like That's so fucking night. stupid. <laughs> she's like, oh dad, I finally got to see you. I'm so sorry if you or whatever. And Kaim gets a lot of his memories back and he's like, oh my god. It's uh, not even a sad situation because you just meet her and you met her for like fucking five minutes of the game she dies. Like if they would have had her linger around for like good five hours and then she ended up dying i think it would have been way more impactful but to me i was just like okay i don't give a fuck about her well yeah you like know? have have like the like sarah and him meet the kid and like they kind of rekindle their relationship and then gongora comes over and like just stabs her in the fucking gut or something does something really fucking yeah, fucked up in front of their faces and then they're like oh fuck this guy and then yeah, like they, have, they actually have more motivation than what they got but yeah i feel you like just like oh uh, my daughter's pretty much dying on a deathbed. I'll, I get to spend like 10 minutes with her and then she dies. And, and the kids like, are all like crying and shit. And I'm like, I don't even like these fucking kids. So I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it came, and the game's just like, it's okay. Yes. Uh, like, it, it's fine. Like, you don't even know these kids, dude. Like, they don't know who you are. Like, don't be trying to console them. They don't give a shit about anything you got to say. Yeah, that was so. I piss poor fucking done. That is just. That's when. I played the game the first time. I think I did that. Uh, and then Mac ran away. And I'm like, I'm going to go play something else. <laughs> I was leaving you there. Until, uh, that's, until that's, the point. Point. that's the turning point in the game where, like, all the stuff that, like, Cachet gives you in the beginning, you're like, oh, this is pretty badass. It kind of, like, peters out by then. You're like, oh. Because you have the kids. The kids should have never been with you on your team. Because then yeah, it becomes a fucking... You have to use Cook. And you're like, oh, sh-. Hopefully this is, like, a temp... I was like, hopefully this is, like, a temporary thing. Where, like, I'm not going to have the kid forever. And then you're going to get them to somewhere pl- safe. But, nope. 
Yeah, it becomes a typical JRPG story pretty much after that. Except not good. <laughs> yeah. They could have done a lot more more mature stories. At that point, you had four like adults. Jansen, yeah, like, I guess Jansen's a dumbass, but he's still an adult. Yeah, well, they had, like, they had, with the dreams, they had, like, these teases. Like, you get teased with this mature, yeah. like, dark story. And then, like, you get these dreams that pop up, pop up you read them, you listen to them, whatever you want to do. And then, and then, like, they're over, like, five minutes, and you're like, oh, back to the game. All right. <laughs> depressing. Yeah, I mean, I put my controller down and like relax and let the thing unfold on the screen cuz I like the 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 dreams like they unfold like the text that comes on the screen like, Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's like really well produced and like like the the words get darker or lighter or, like they there's like effects that happen that, that they drop off the screen. Music. Yeah, the music's fucking good and it's like, oh, and that that's the other part that like draws you into in the beginning when you first get those first couple of dreams and you're like Oh, this is fucking this. This character is interesting now. Like, I get it. Because you get so you get like a bunch in that first town. Yeah, yeah. You get like four or five, like right off the bat, and it's like, yeah, okay, this is nice. But yeah, it's like it's all front loaded because then like it kind of like the game. There's like a long stretch like where the story is just like okay, and I gotta get to net. So then it's like oh, now I gotta find my wife, and now I gotta find this, and then now I gotta get the ship, and now I gotta find now now the bad guy is a bad guy. You know, and then you gotta do the bet. Then he's like, "I want to take over the world," and you gotta stop him from taking over the world. So it's like it goes from like really interesting, like immortals alive for alive for a thousand years, and like here's this backstory of all the different things, and it's like, nope, now I just kill the bad guy. But go ahead and keep uh, keep going with the story. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> no, like the dreams. It's like it was. I think the worst part about the dreams is like there's voice acting. And a lot of the time, like, there's a lot of emotion in the person's voice when they're doing the story. Uh, that, but then you get to the main game, and then you listen to the characters talk, and you're just like, it's not the same quality at all. Uh, so it's very, it's really jarring uh, and disappointing. But uh, I had mentioned this before, that like they should have had the person, because the person that wrote the dreams is, like, an actual, like, award-winning author. And I, I was like, they should just have that person write the fucking plot for the game. Like, write all the dialogue, write everything. I mean, in, in reality, like, more JRPG developers in general should be doing that shit. Like, for sure. Like, you know, you see what you get when you get, like, Witcher 3. Like, the, you can have that quality writing in JRPG. I mean, some of them obviously are B-tier games, and you're not going to get that. But, I mean... Imagine he could. They could have doubled their his fucking pay and had him write more of an outline of the script. Well, yeah. like, I don't know much about game de- design, but I would assume that, especially for JRPGs, like they've done like some kind of analysis. Maybe they're like, okay, like ninety percent of people play the first ten percent of the game. Fifty people play up to like the twenty percent mark. And then it's like maybe five percent of people actually finish a typical typical JRPG. So there's a certain point where, like, when you're doing budgeting, like, okay, uh, how much do we want to spend on on what? So like the that's why I guess I would say the first quarter of most games in general are really really good because they don't got to worry about the back three quarters because they know most people are going to fucking play it anyway. Um, or it could be like budget cuts or whatever the fuck goes on. But I think 
especially like for plot for uh like jrpgs they do it mainly in-house because it's cheap there's some people like i mean i think matson is a great is a good writer like um uh, and i used to think takahashi from you know gears and whatever is a good writer was he gonna play two's fucking god awful story but i mean i don't understand why they just maybe they don't because maybe people playing these games don't fucking want that kind of story i don't know uh, I'm all, I'm I feel like I, f- I feel like a lot of us want a darker, more mature story in a lot of these games, and I feel like some people maybe don't. Possibly, but there's it's it's the thing though. Like the whole genre is inundated with the same teeny bop weeb garbage. Save the world, friendship shit. Like this was a chance for them to really differ- differentiate themselves and be like, here's a mature game for fucking mature game players like the people that played games maybe when they were kids when i was doing the first final fantasies are older now take this and you think that he was he had been he had been trying to somewhat go for that because he knows that his people who bought his game were the people who grew up playing final fantasies so they were going to be at the age where they you know they were probably early 20s i guess when this game came out yeah, at the point where you, I think they just try to appeal to everyone in this game. I have your jokester, you have your kids, but you have your badass. But it's like all, but it didn't like, it didn't tie together like, like, uh, in a good way. It just kind of. He had the perfect chance to. Cause the amnesia shit. Me and Kuja were talking about earlier. It's getting, it's getting fucking old. It's so fucking annoying. But even in this game, well, it's just like it's that. the trope is like every, all like JRPGs, like someone has amnesia. Every game, I feel like, and then this one's like times four. <laughs> yeah, but in this one, it wasn't like he has amnesia. Now. He's he's this the god of you know like where he just has amnesia and he doesn't remember shit for a thousand years. But they they could have played it off way better than most games. But it wasn't even well, amnesia the... for a thousand years. It was like the last twenty or something. Oh, I bet he's in more of a thousand years. So like, could have well, like yeah, they had like the perfect guy friend. Like, in a normal game where somebody's got amnesia, it's like, you start the game, shit, they got amnesia. Okay, what do we do? But in this one, they're like, okay, they've been living with amnesia for a little bit of time, and you kind of get bits and pieces of their past, which, through the dreams, which is, like, something that's never been done before. And it's like an exploration of their lives up until this point, but not through their eyes so much. Like, you're not playing it. Like, you're not playing the game, but you're still getting this information, and it's done very well. And they just kind of shit all over it in the main game. Like, there's nothing... Yeah, there's no stupid. references to, like, the dreams, really. Uh, like, if they do, it's, like, in passing. Like, oh, I kind of was there once kind of thing. The only ones that they do reference are the non-Kime ones. So, like, the, the queen, her dream, or her one dream, and then, like, Seth's two dreams were the pirate stuff. They do talk about that. Yeah. And the other thing, unique thing is that Kaim, like, he starts off as, a, like, when you start this game, you, most of these JRPGs, you start off as this little bitch motherfucker who has to, like, you know, it's like Shonen, you gotta get all these powers and order to fight the last boss. I mean, Kaim's a fucking badass when this game starts off. Like, he's already a bad motherfucker. Like, you don't typically see that in JRPGs. Yeah. Like, so it, it, it he had the perfect opportunity, and... Well, he's also older, and, like, he acts... He acts, like edgier than but not edgy kind of thing it's just like apathy or whatever but like he's just one note the whole time like when he cries over his daughter 
Like, that's okay, yeah. out of nowhere. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, he has no... <laughs> He's had no emotional response to anything that's ever happened. Like he saw, like these are my grandkids. That's cool. Like okay, whatever. And then oh, my daughter. And then all of a sudden, like he's a font of fucking emotion. It's like okay. uh, this is probably a gameplay thing, but were you guys fucking up the uh, the the flame thing when she was dead? Because I could not get that shit down. No. I'm talking about where you get, where you had move like your hands in a certain way. No, I didn't mess it up at all. Why did something happen? <laughs> fuck up. No, he's like keep redoing it. I'm like, this is so. This is a dumb thing to put a gay play mode in at like a funeral park. <laughs> now this here look fucking stupid. Oh yeah, I, for, I totally forgot all about that. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> You're like, what? Is it? And then, and they never have anything else like that in the rest of the game. So I'm like, what? So I have to get the people to say goodbye to someone I have no idea who, who died. I guess it's times. <laughs> The guy like explained to you. He's like, "Do you do you know how to do this?" And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, not gonna do it." <laughs> Just fucking it up. I was like, "This is so like, think about what the fuck you're doing." Funny shit. Now that you say that, because it's like, imagine like the point of view of the people waiting in line and this little <laughs> fucking kid. And you're just like, I'm t- like, you've been standing here for two fucking hours already, kid. Just put the goddamn light up. Like, can we just? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so stupid. Like, it ruined the whole mode of her death, too, because I'm getting pissed off because I can't fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. That's funny. Oh, shit. All right, where do we leave? Uh, where do I leave off? Uh, you're, in, you're in Yamara. You get let loose. Uh, you meet the kids. Um, the, oh, yeah, so... What's that? I was going to say, yeah, the, the mom died, and then the kid... The... Mac runs off. Mac runs yeah, off Mac runs off. The forest. So you chase him down. Um, and he, like, you learn, like, this is, like, a battlefield once for the, is now a race of people who have been just, like, extinct, like, they're slaughtered. Uh, it's called, like, the Red Forest because of all the blood spilled or some bullshit. Uh, and you make it through, and, uh, you find Mac at the end who's possessed by something, I guess it's the spirits of the dead people. Uh... And you save him, and he learns how to use spirit magic, because... I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, did he know his shit before? Because I kind of forgot. You don't use no. it before, so you don't know. Okay. okay. No, not even Because oh, Cook, Cook gets pissed off, because he's like, I want spirit magic! Ah, can I get possessed too? And they're like, no, let's not fucking do this, please. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to fight another monster thing, alright? <laughs> Fuck off. Um... So then you get like your your first is it, uh, it's the first time you can have five people in your party or whatever and it's like okay cool but then like you check the stats of the kids and like they're just shit like and their outfits are fucking stupid yeah oh yeah like they have like normal clothes on and then their mom dies and then all of a sudden they've got like capes <laughs> <laughs> look we're magicians like oh okay uh, like, yeah I was like your normal clothes. <laughs> Fucking superhero clothes. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, they got all hyped up. They're like, oh, man, this is Grandpa. He lives forever. That's cool. Why can't we live forever? I'm like, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Why can't his kids live forever? <laughs> hmm. Whatever. Uh, so, like, you go through this forest to save Mac, and then you're like, uh, well, we need a boat. So, like, oh, well, let's go steal the big boat that the general has. So you go back to... Uh, Umara, and then well, uh, when you get the there, did you say? Did you tell him? Did you say that? Uh, well, th- where I don't remember why the news <laughs> Tolton uh, reestablishing the monarchy because Gungoro told him to. I thought it was just so, to go get your wife. 
Kaim's wife. Well, no, they don't think they knew. Zero. They don't. He doesn't know that. They don't know they're alive yet. He's just like, they, well, we need clues. Let's go back to where we used to live or something like that. Okay, okay. I think, but like, you get to town, and I think you you do a little play session as Tolton, the prince of uh, Ura. Yeah, and you like fight the stupid thing that Gangora plans out. Yeah, you fight the this like doll monster who looks like the prime minister, and you kill him. And Tolton's like, "Oh my god, I just killed the prime minister or whatever." And Gangora's like, "It's fine. It was self defense. It justified." And then like behind his back, the dude dissolves in the clay mud shit, and Gangora's like doing his stupid fucking villain smile, like, "Hey." <laughs> You know what's funny? Right, I, I just realized, like, Tolton never learned that he didn't kill that guy. So he forever thought he killed that guy. <laughs> never, He's no... It never gets revealed that Gungora actually turned into a snake and ate him, which is fucking weird, too. Yeah. I guess, well, Tolton, he's so fucking stupid anyways. Yeah. Uh, he's, so... your tip- he's your typical sniveling little prince character. Yeah, he's uh, we've seen some cutscenes where like he meets up with Gangora at this point, and like the he Gangora pays this maid to poison his food with something, and he he shows up the last second before he takes a bite and knocks the fucking food away. Saves his life, poison, and so he like gets Tolson to trust him with his life and declare that he wants to be a king again or whatever. So that starts a whole that starts more drama shit that the characters don't even give a fuck about. They see this on this TV and they're like, "Well, that sucks." Yeah. All right, let's no. get a boat. No more problems. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh you go you break into this uh dock port thing and you build a boat. Um which is like fuck. Seth's, no, 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 no. Like sets old boat or something like that, right? It, it has an engine off for old boat. Uh, but some Ah, fuck. So, oh. Something happens, and you break into the fucking palace, and you save Ming. Why does that happen? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. I, I thought Jason tried to, like, date rape her. That was on the ship. Oh, no, it was were... afterwards. Was it afterwards? It was afterwards. Because you don't have she comes Cook and Mac. Right? Then she comes with you. Well, no, because, like, you say, uh, Jansen date rapes Ming... Almost, which I totally forgot about that shit. That's like the most. <laughs> it's like, oh shit! I surprised y'all were gonna. I surprised y'all were gonna break it up because y'all were hating on it on the chat. No, because like that's when you're on the boat when you escape out of jail. Uh, I think. Uh, cause you storm. That... No, cause she's, yeah, also, she's on the boat, right? Like you storm her room, and right, Jansen right. like goes in and, he, and he locks the door behind him, and the characters are like, "What the fuck, dude?" And you get you have to fight more guards outside, and he's in there, and he's like. He meets her and he's like, "Oh, hi, I'm Jansen. What are you doing here?" And she's like, "Playing the harp or some shit." And she's like, "I'm just fucking hanging out." And he's like, "You want to see some magic?" And then like blows some dust in her face, some <laughs> shit that like is supposed to make her fall asleep. So she falls asleep. And he's like, "Oh, we gotta get." And then he, I guess he hears all the commotion. He's like, "Oh, gotta get out of here." And he takes her. And uh, oh, before she passes out, she like mentions some like uh, escape hidden thing in the back or something. I think and so. He goes down there. There's like staircase that's leads to this like engine room, and he lays her on the ground, and he's like giggling like a fucking schoolboy, like for this <laughs> prize he just got out of like a fucking toy, like a toy thing. He's like, oh, I found a quarter somewhere. Put it in this toy thing. Can't wait to see what's inside. He's like laughing, like, oh, can't wait to see what's inside these clothes. And she wakes up. She's like, I was awake the whole time. I just want to see what you do. 
Uh, you just want to see if this dude would date rape you? Like, okay. <laughs> maybe yeah. she's I mean, she's lived a thousand years. She's into some weird shit. Maybe Nick. She doesn't remember. Well, she I mean, did, just because she doesn't remember what she's into doesn't mean she's not into it, Nick. Kujo. Whatever. Know. That shit was fucking creepy to me. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't think I paid any attention to it until y'all brought it up, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess. I, I think it's funny too that like all the women's clothes like are just boob windows. <laughs> Like major boob windows. Yeah, I, mean, I like I like Ming a lot. She's my favorite character, I think. Well, Ming and like her her boobs are like super veiny. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's because she's very pale and it's like like the yeah veiny shit going on. <laughs> like it was really important details. I have to show you those veins because they know people will be looking at them. Yep. I mean, oh, sex Hey, if we still ask the question. If you could beat off to this game, probably oh, yeah. probably be a high high score on that one. I would beat off to Ming before I beat off the fucking Sarah and her dumbass baggy looking fucking Renaissance clothes. Well, you do you, you do you, <laughs> Travis. I like I I thought Sarah was more attractive because she at least she had like a, a will of her own kind of thing. Like she doesn't, even have, she, she doesn't even have a fucking dream, Nick. Well, you know what? Ming was one of those people that just fucking, like, for most of the game, was, like, a, a typical, stereotypical Asian woman who's, like, can't do shit herself, needs to be told by a man what to do, ask, like, ask for permission for shit. And, like, uh, like, no wonder why Jansen tried to fucking rape her all the time. But, anyway. he, tried, he tried for more than once? I don't know, but, like... Like, well, yeah, like, they got, so they got to that first town, uh, where they got with Ming after the boat, and, like, they're getting drunk, and he's like, oh, yeah, this oh, will help yeah. with memories. Oh, she's yeah, yeah, up, yeah. Fuck that shit. And Seth comes over, she's like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, we're just, we're just having a beer, you know, uh, nothing bad's going on here. And Seth's like, well, I'm gonna take Min back to her room, and Jensen's like, you get this vibe, and Jensen's like, god damn it, foiled again. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay. Well, he finally gets it not date raped at some point, I think. He was getting her drunk. Yeah. <laughs> what is tricking the book? There's like five minutes of this. Like, they're just chatting, and she's like, I don't know about getting oh, Lightweight. <laughs> yeah. It's, I was like, okay, dude. <laughs> this is a big plot point, I guess. Here we go. <laughs> I was expecting one point for him to succeed. Like, they'd be alone somewhere, like, from the rest of the party, and he just fucking rapes her. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Done. And then like he like he just forgets about her like like how those dudes do. Like this he got he got his goal. <laughs> Ming leaves the party. Like you Yeah. <laughs> like she's done. Jason stays with you. <laughs> but no, he fucking marries her at the end. It's like, alright, whatever. <laughs> okay. I'll... I guess she's into that. The fuck hey, ever, man. So uh <laughs> They go to what the town they they wash up on or they sail to this town that uh that Kaim and Sarah used to live at or something like that right that's where they go next yeah that's like the, the, Toskin village or something yeah because they want to find like any clues on where Sarah might be or something so they go to this town and when you get there I guess Kaim doesn't normally come back to towns as fast because one of the old people's like oh Kaim. I remember you from when I was a kid, and he's just kind of like, uh... Fuck me. Somebody knows well, me. Yeah. Whoops. And then... <laughs> That's the thing. That's how they, crap is the whole game. He doesn't have any reactions to anything. He's just like, okay. Whatever. Yeah. I think he says whatever like a hundred times in this game. Whatever. Yeah. 
He's like Squall Jr. Yeah. Yeah, so you get here, because this is where you go after you save uh, Ming from... You quote-unquote save her from her... Uh, the mutiny uprising coup, whatever it is. Because, uh, like, that general dude that was serving under her just, like, blatantly is like, yeah, fuck her, I'm trying to be the leader. Well, I think and she... she well, uh, Gongora declares war on uh, on them, right? And so then... Like, oh, you guys are from that town. So then that's when they're, like, all attacking you and shit, right? No, they find the thing in uh, uh, Jensen's eye because they oh, have... Oh, the thing in his eye. That's right. Yeah, they find footage of the port where they're building the ship. And they're like, how the fuck else would they get here? Because, like, they rec- in the video, like, uh, Seth and Mac are in the video or something. Uh, I can't remember who it is, but, like, I think it's it's definitely one of the kids because they're jumping up and down. But they're like, oh, let's go see the boat. Let's go see the boat. And uh, then they like they're obviously like, uh, obviously it's from somebody's point of view, so they kidnap you when you're in the town, and then they pull the thing out of uh, Jansen's eye, which he doesn't know is there. And like their little court mage is like, "Oh, this is very powerful. You need a very powerful wizard, sorcerer, or whatever to even be able to make this." I couldn't make it. Meanwhile, Gungor is laughing probably when this is going on. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> uh, so you get yeah you get uh, captured again, and you have to break out, and you end up going to Ming's room, and this time you like actually take her out with you because the Kakunas dudes like, yeah, fuck the queen. We don't give a shit. We're taking the country over. Uh, you're all spies. We're gonna declare war on Ura, and Ming's like, no, we don't want war, and uh, so she's like, well, I guess I'm leaving. So you kidnap her. You steal the boat. You get to the town where uh, Jens tries to get her drunk and succeeds, but doesn't get date. Doesn't she doesn't get date raped because Seth saves her. And while you're in that town, you learn about there's a, a old witch living in Kaim and Sarah's old house. So you're like, all right, let's go there. Let's see. Oh, because the witch uh, blocked the tunnel uh, with yeah. magic. The only person that can undo the magic is the witch. So you go there and. You defeat the witch in combat, and you find out it's actually Sarah who's been. Who? And no way, no, we never were gonna guess that, were we? No. Shut like your... she was even. <laughs> fucking plot twist right there. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. So like, even... you guys, you gotta think about it too. Like we are like, we've played so many fucking games. It's not a shocker to us. I mean, maybe if you're twelve, it's fucking, you know, titillating. Like, oh my god, I can't believe it's the wife. <laughs> well, you mean issues fucking coming up sooner or later, though? Well, yeah, because like you meet the you meet the daughter, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta go look for the mom." And then you go through the dungeon. We gotta go look for the mom. We go through the um, the castle where Ming is, or whatever. And they're like, "All right, let's go look for the mom now." And you get on the boat. You're like, "All right, we gotta go find the town where the mom's at." Or last or the last time we knew where the mom was. You get to the town. And they're like, "Oh, there's this old witch <laughs> who made something like some magic." barrier let's go talk to the witch who's it's like it's like she's got a 99 percent chance of being the mom like (laughs) there's no fucking way unless what's that was was that a boss fight now one of the boss fights where you like had to like save her and do some she's like trying to kill herself with her magic (laughs) and you're like oh my god please stop I'm so depressed. Ah, oh my daughter. And you're like, fucking shut the fuck up, bitch. And then you win, and she turns back into normal. And Kane's like, Sarah. And then he's alive, but then she died. No, I don't think he says that. (laughs) He doesn't say shit. He doesn't say shit about the daughter. He's not like, I found her. These are grandkids. He's just like Sarah, and she's like, 
Oh, leave me alone. I'm my daughter. And then start, starts getting old again. And then Cook and fucking Mac do the most cringy shit. They sing some fucking bedtime song, but they're not good singers. Like, and you actually have to listen to them being like, I can't even, I don't even remember what it was. I blocked Chip Kicker has my song. They, they sing motherfucker. <laughs> so they sing the song, and like to me, it sucks. Like it's a bad song, but for some reason Sarah's like, oh, uh, this I remember this song, and then like she notices came and she's like came. Oh, I'm so happy you're back. I waited for you. And came's like yeah. Uh, How long was she fucking waiting there? <laughs> Well, it couldn't have been that long because it's twenty years or whatever they got amnesia. Right. She was just... so, it's like it. my daughter wasn't that old. Uh, so yeah, then you're like, oh yeah, this is your grandkids, and she's like, oh cool, let's go, we're a happy family now. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, and that's all, no. that's all the character development she gets the whole game. Like she's just she's just an extra character. I was hoping at that point when I originally played it that they were just going to be like, okay, like, pop the kids off at the village and let them stay there, and they go on their village because they have no fucking reason to go with you. That's a nice village, like it's a perfect spot to leave them, but no, yeah, for whatever fucking reason, let's just bring a fucking eleven-year-old and a thirteen-year-old with us on a fucking goddamn fucking battle. <laughs> well, they they did prove how useful they were when Cain, Seth, and uh, Jansen got kidnapped or got captured again. And then suddenly, the kids show up out of fucking nowhere and save the day in the uh, in the Ming's castle. Like I don't remember what happened. Like they blew some shit up, maybe or something like that. And like, oh, we yeah. saved the day. It's like, okay, they did something. I don't know how the fuck they did something that three, like two mortals and some adult human mage can't do. But all right, it's fucking Jared garbage, PG, I guess. They're, they're fucking garbage in combat, so I know they ain't doing anything special. So they are, that they are. Uh, so. You get Sarah, and you go through the tunnel, and you arrive in Goza, where uh, Kim and Sarah arrange uh, to do a peace negotiation between the king of Goza, Ming, and... He's got a hard one for fucking Sarah, which is just fucking weird. That doesn't need to be a fucking device. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, because she's like a, she's like a, a wall, talking to a wall. She has no personality. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I always loved her, but she, I wasn't strong enough. I don't know, some fucking stupid story he tells. I feel like, like, at that point, it was insinuated that the king, like, boned her. Like, I feel like Kaim was like, yeah, whatever. That... Hey, whatever, you, you can fuck her, I'm immortal. That's I've when I was been gone. Fucking her. I've been like, fucking her for years. Kaim was like, that's when I was gone for 50 years, so whatever, man, go for it. Yeah, they try to they try to give this thing, king a little backstory. Like you think he's gonna be an important character, but no. Little do you know, he's just like the fucking daughter. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, yeah. So they uh they do this meeting thing. Uh, but uh, Kim and uh, Sarah are forced to chase after Cook and Mac, who uh steal a train because they're still not over about trying to find the spirit of their mom. Ooh. Uh, uh, so Jansen and Seth have to do the negotiations alone. Uh, but during the uh, negotiations, Gongora activates the Grand Staff and pretty much freezes the entire country. Um, and... Doesn't, so, I forget, so doesn't, so Tolton, he thinks that he actually is doing the right thing, right? In this discussion? Uh, yeah, because, well, that's because what Gongora told him to do. 
Yeah, but doesn't the king try to act like he's aware of the situation? He's gonna do. He's gonna like do something. He doesn't do shit. He just gets frozen like everybody else. Uh, that sounds right, but I don't really remember. Well, he's like, yeah, like he like talks with money. He's like, oh yeah, like I know they're plotting something. <laughs> like he's a, like he's gonna like you think he's gonna do something? <laughs> then nope. He's fucking two seconds later. He's frozen. Well, he's also like a king, so he's got to like act like he fucking is already aware of everything, kind of thing. Especially if he's the only one with any actual power, because like Queen Ming doesn't have a fucking kingdom anymore. Tolton is like pretty obviously just a puppet. And I, I think. I think he knows that the truce is like bullshit, or yeah. he, he, he he like talks to somebody and is like, yeah, basically don't fall for that kind of thing, and then it doesn't matter. Like, it didn't even need to be there because he dies anyways. Yeah. Uh, so everybody gets frozen, uh, and Kaim and Sarah manage to get Cook and Mac, uh, but they end up getting separated because of Gongoro attacking them with magic. Uh, so the train that climbs there on crashes, and Cook and Mac are stranded out, uh, on train tracks in the freezing cold, and they gotta do some shit by themselves. Uh, but they're later saved by Mingan Jansen, who left the meeting. Uh, and all four of them, uh, reunite to save, uh, Kime and Sarah. Oh, it doesn't, like, um, at this point is where Ming saves Jansen, right? Yeah, on the train. Yeah. yeah. Like, does her little fire thing, and then, like, isn't it... At some point, there's, like, music, like, the vocal song playing, and, like, Jansen's, like... Do... It was that later one where he's, like, kind of, like, going out and getting some shit. At this point, or later one? Uh, I think that's... You know what I'm talking about? Like, when the vocal song's playing? Yeah, I think it's here. Yeah, and then it's like it's trying to make Jason seem like he's like this nice guy now. <laughs> he's trying to date rape for like three times. Well, like I guess they have attraction to each other or whatever. Cause he's he's probably like the only dude that she's been allowed to talk to <laughs> since she's been queen. Is yeah, I guess it's supposed to be his big like character development part of that as well. Cause she say she like risked her life to save him, right? Kind of with the spell. Yeah. Not really though, because they're like saving each other's lives because they're both using their power. So it's not like I I thought that she like made it like more impactful to like spread out over him too, right? Isn't that yeah, or is that not one their powers or something like that? Yeah. And somehow they survive. I don't remember how. Well, she's got that uh combination magic, right? So yeah. it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um so yeah. Uh everybody gets saved. Uh, back in Ura, Tolton learns that Gangora has announced that he's dead and taking over the throne, and he's like, that motherfucker. Uh, so he's like, I guess I'll help you guys out. Uh, and he joins uh, Seth to help That's... free her son, Sed. And they uh, all join the party, and you get a new submarine called the Nautilus. Uh, and everybody meets up back in Goatza. Uh And at this point, you start actually learning about like what the fuck's going on uh, with like everybody being immortal or whatever. So everybody gets together... Yeah, you want to explain, uh, you want to go and explain that well right now, like how <clears throat> they're all from like a different like universe that's like on a it's parallel, like a parallel universe, it's like, huh? It's like a parallel universe, yeah, parallel universe, but, but they came as spirits and then became uh, they got bodies somehow. They don't really explain yeah. that. 
And they didn't explain why. They explain why they came there either, right? Well, no, they did because somehow, like, I guess they don't have emotions in their world. So, like, the emotions from people in this world are somehow destroying their world. Like, it's some. It oh, doesn't really. I must have tuned really? the fuck out when this is going it's on. Like, I don't understand how that works. But so they sense. Uh, so like I guess they've got like bodies in that world or something, but they got hooked up to something that sent their essence to this this parallel universe, and because they aren't here like physically, like their physical form is still in the parallel world, they're just here like spiritually or whatever. Uh, like they age really slow, and their bodies don't take the damage that they normally would take because I guess they're not like immortal in their home world; they're only immortal here. Um. And like so one, year, one year there is like a thousand years in this world. In this world, yeah, uh, and it's that would that's why uh, their kids aren't immortal. It's because whatever, however, they got a physical form here, it's not tied to their soul physical form thing, whatever in their in their original world. So like this is like a human body they have, even though it's being reinforced by their spirit power thing basically that's why lilium's not like hercules yeah like their their semen is normal semen and their ovaries are normal egg producing ovaries basically to not, like, they're gonna write it however they want it to work for the story yeah there's no like logical explanation for anything that's what kind of <laughs> let down it's like but then gangora wants to stay but I, i'll get to my my dislikes but <laughs> Keep uh yeah gangora doesn't want Anybody to go back, he doesn't want to go back because he likes all the power he has here. So everybody's just kind of like, oh shit, we got to go stop him. So you head to Grand Staff um, and you realize that he's going to use Grand Staff to destroy, to try to destroy the, the link between the two worlds, uh, which will somehow also kill uh, Kames, uh, Seth, Ming, and Sarah, but leave him alive and make him effectively immortal or invincible because nobody else can destroy him or anything. Um, uh, I don't think that's. I don't think that he's trying to do. If he destroys it, they just can't go back, and they will. They'll be immortal with him. Well, but they. They still. He doesn't want. I don't think he wants the competition though. Even if they have no desire to be like the rulers of the world well, themselves. The only, like, way, the only way you can kill him though is in that mirror, like that last dungeon, like where the yeah the light from the other world is touching them. That's the only time they he can kill them. But then at the at, at, after the point where he's like, I'm not going to win. He's just going to destroy the mirror and get lock everyone there. Yeah. So like you go to the hall of mirrors and you fight him. Uh, but for some reason, uh, like the mortal characters in your party block the mirror's power while they're fighting Gangora. <clears throat> and uh, all four of them are like equally matched with just him. Um, so like it's kind of a stalemate. Uh, then the mortals uh, become trapped in their own barrier after they absorb too much power. Uh, and Seth drags Gangora back to the mirror. doesn't make any sense. Fucking stupid! What it was. So Seth drags Gangor back through the mirror, and they go back to their uh, world. And Kane breaks the mirror to prevent Seth or or anybody from being able to come back to this world. So uh, him, Sarah, and Ming are stuck here uh, forever. But it's, uh, it's bullshit because how do they get there in the first place? Like 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 a thousand years is only one year for them, so they could like make a whole new entrance some other way and then there's some other bullshit where like uh seth can still see everything 
They're like, they're like little sparkles. It's like, oh, it's Seth, guys. It's <laughs> fucking, fucking rain, fucking Cold Steel 4 bullshit what this is. It's so fucking dumb. I'm like, oh, Seth's well, yeah. actually here at the wedding, guys. Look, there's her little sparkles. <laughs> like, she gives a fuck. Well, yeah, like like you said, like, who the fuck made the Hall of Mirrors in the first place in this world? Like, somebody here had to have made it for them to come through. So that means somebody will make it again here. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, like okay, whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Did you so you guys know like certain like, accessories or whatever like like the bunny ears like when you when you oh, put them on that show up like in the actual game? Yeah, I had. <laughs> I think it was on like Ming or somebody at the end of the game. I had it on there. So like the the whole end of the game, the wedding and shit. She's just walking around with fucking bunny ears, and I'm like, God damn it! I can't even take this fucking shit seriously. Yeah, like, I noticed that during a cutscene once, and I was like, why is Jansen got fucking, like, bunny ears on, or something? And I'm like, this, I'm leaving this shit on him the whole fucking time, because it makes it, it makes it more enjoyable. He's already being a fucking asshole, why not have him be, like, this is perfect for him, he would have bunny ears on, just being around here, doing this dumb shit. And then, like, there's, like, I didn't notice at first, because, like, sometimes, like, Kyan would have earrings on, and then they'd be gone, and I'm like, what happened to his fucking earrings? Did he do yeah, I didn't, yeah, it's like only, like, maybe, like, four or five... Uh, accessories in the whole game show up, which is so fucking stupid. Oh, shit. Yeah, they're not like... If there was a warning on the item description that says, hey, modifies your character's appearance, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, that'd be cool. Then you could customize your character. Or give you the option to be like, like Xenoblade does this, where, like, um, give you the option of, like, you can equ- I want to equip it, but I will look like a fucking idiot when I have it on, because I want the, you know, the status part that it gives you. Yeah. I do like that there's different sword design. Like, all the weapons have different designs. So that was nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, most games don't do that. They just, like... Yeah. A lot of, the, uh, like, late-game weapons maybe share uh, an early-game weapon, like, skin, because they're, like, they'll be unnoticed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the story. Well, there's the epilogue, so you got, like... Oh, that's even worse. Ming... Ming rebuilds, or Ming goes back and, and takes over her country, and Tolton goes back and takes over his country, and they work together to rebuild society. It's and like the most Ming boring Jansen, epilogue ever. Uh, King like... and Sarah, yeah, they raised the Cook and Mac, and then everybody's happy that Seth's watching. Like, did they even say anything about Seth? I don't remember. Seth's there. He's fucking, Seth's fucking garbage, so I don't hope not. Seth picks him up on the boat, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. right, yeah, fucking loser. Mom, that's. <laughs> I fucking hate him. I fucking hate him so much. That was the funniest part. He's like, "Oh, mama." <laughs> I did use him though, because he had like the double item or whatever. Yeah, yeah, double XP, EXP, double yeah. items, double SP. They basically they they gave him to you so you could just grind the fuck out of the end. Yep. Everything he has just helps you grind, so it's fucking easier. He had like the triple accessories. Yeah. Double SP, double gold, double item drop. He didn't have turn tail yet. He had that until you run away from battle. Yeah, yeah. You got it early on. I think at the fucking uh, the mansion. I didn't get that shit till the fucking disc war. Yeah, that definitely helped. Poor bastard. No. <laughs> I use that shit all the time. I was like, I don't find. I feel like finding you hunts. No, I, I was getting mad because like there was like a time where like fifteen times in a row I couldn't run. It's like you know when you you know if you when you all miss or whatever it, it does a stupid thing where like it takes five seconds for it to tell you whether or not you ran away or not and it's like 
couldn't run away. Couldn't run away. And then, you know, all the enemies go, and I'm like, God damn it. Fucking, take the- I should just kill, I could, I would have been faster if I killed them. Yep. Damn. Stupid. So, so I found out why there's probably uh, those circle things in this game for when you're doing attacks. Because it looks like that some of the staff of Philfuss, which I guess co-developed this game, are actually people from Shadow Hearts and Legend of Dragoon. Really? So that's they pretty should... cool. That is cool. Too bad they fucking Shadow Hearts is fucking hundred times better fucking game. That's for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess uh, likes and uh, I guess likes and dislikes. Oh, well, do we want to do we want to talk about the stories, um, first dreams? along with? I just remember the dreams. Any I mean, or kind of mentioned up. We mentioned them, but yeah, I mean, if you want to go in detail about some of them, that's fine. I mean, I, I was just say that my favorite one was like the one where the the girl is like pretty much in love with Kime, and the one but he ends up married. She marries the other dude. And she keeps writing Kyme the letters. And Kyme just lets her die? Yeah, just lets her die, yeah. Like, this story's fucked up. It's like a racial thing? Like, she's like a, di- like a different race? Yeah, or... yeah. Like, his parents don't like her or whatever, and then, like, he's too weak to, like, fight back against his family, and then basically Kyme fucking gets so pissed off at him because he uh, was, like, too weak to fight for her. Yeah. That was really good. Uh, let's see, I think... Uh, my favorite was called Village Closest to Heaven, which is the one where <clears throat> everyone's like young and dies young because they eat the poison ice. Like, yeah, that's a good one. That's pretty interesting. Um, There's the one where the the kids like st- st- was he like stealing shit from the everybody or telling lies because his like parents left him? Is that what it was? Oh, I know which one you're talking about. The one where, like, uh, his dad, uh, his mom died, and his dad left to go to another town, the next town over to, like, start his business over or something like that. Yeah. I'll come get you as soon as I can, and I'll send money. And so the kid, like, doesn't get any money from the guy, like, doesn't hear anything back from her dad, and so she thinks she's been abandoned. Uh, And she starts, like, just being a little shit to everybody in the town, and they're like, oh, don't believe her. She lies about everything. And then uh, she came, befriends her, and, like, listens to her, like, legitimately. And so she trusts him with the secret that uh, the guy that's supposed to be taking care of her or whoever, uh, like, is t- stealing her money from her dad and stealing yeah. her letters. And nobody believes her. So Kame's like, okay, he's not sure if he should believe her or not. Um, and then I think he mentions it, or she mentions it to him because she's like, yeah, if you want to steal it, you can go steal it. And I think the little kid, like, breaks it or something and takes the money. Something happens, and Kaim, Kaim takes the blame. And then he says something like, oh, but you should check and see if there's, like, letters or something there. And so the villagers all go over there, and they see all the shit that was stolen from the little girl, and they start they finally believe her. And then, like, the end of the story is, like, they send her to that village or to the town next over where the dad's supposed to be, and she sends a letter back saying she found him. Yeah, that's good shit. I like the uh, one where... um. Kaim is like trying to assassinate this like like mob boss basically, and oh yeah 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 he's waiting at the he's like waiting for like the ships to come in every day and he like there's another there's like an old lady and she's waiting for her son to come home because he like sent letters that her son was gonna come home, 
and they like start talking and eventually she like she's first she stays at like the best hotel and then she spends she like sold her house because her son was coming or whatever and she's like staying at this best hotel because my son's gonna be here and blah 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 uh, and then she like has to go to like a lower hotel, and then finally she's like living her her and Kim are like living in this like abandoned building, and she's still waiting for her son. And I think it, it tells you like Kim figures out that the son is like the guy he's trying to murder, who's like some big bad like gangster or mob boss. And I mean, and then he comes and like he let like you think Kim's gonna kill him like because he's kind of like a dickhead like through most of these stories. And he's yeah, like, he's like, nope. But you got if as long as you uh, take care of your mom, you're good to go. Don't ever show your face here again, or something like that. So I thought that, that was, was one of the ones where he's not like a cold-hearted. Yeah, he's not like, oh, you guys are gonna eat poison and die for like <laughs> existence. But I just don't want to say anything. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's like, I think he would have killed that guy if like they had if that guy showed up the same day he met that lady for the first time because yeah, they hadn't got yeah. to know each other yet. Yeah, yeah. The mom basically saved him. Because like all the stories she told about about him, like, even when he was a kid, he was a shit. Like he wasn't like there's no good redeeming qualities besides like he loved his mom. Yeah, he literally just costed his mom her entire fucking life savings waiting on his ass. If he was dead, she wouldn't have wasted all that money there. Yeah, yeah. Well, if he was shot the first day and killed him, she probably had more money. <laughs> the one time the crime should have been a dick, he was not. It's. <laughs> So there's like a lot of a lot of prison ones like the the, the, the one where the, they're stuck in the fucking like the complete darkness the whole fucking time that waiting for really the rebellion that's my other favorite one like where like the guy's like going crazy and like they're like shut up young book or whatever he's like yeah just yeah. but like the dude comes out and then he doesn't cover his eyes and the fucking goddamn fucking son blinds his ass I'm like oh, what's well, yeah. fucking like that's terrible <laughs> My favorite one was actually Seth's first one, I think you get, because it was like the ultimate, like, this is why you don't want to be immortal thing. And like, so she gets in a fight with those pirates and they kidnap her and she's like, all right, I'll fucking oh. kick your asses. I'll get raped, whatever. No big deal. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they bring her to a fucking cave and they tie her up to a fucking rock and they leave her there. And she's like, wait, don't <laughs> let me go. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was, that shit was kind of, that shit was dark as fuck. She got really cocky. Uh, I didn't understand her second part though. Like, was it some kind of was it some kind of animal fucking thing that she liked? It was right, like that... some. It's like her best friend was some like half human. Yeah, some half human, half animal thing that was extinct. He's like the last creature in. Gungor makes her killer, right? Uh, well, no. I, I think I think it just gets old and dies or something. Oh, like, cause they go pirating. That's right. That's right. I couldn't. I couldn't figure in my head. I couldn't figure out like what the thing was actually supposed to look like. Was it supposed to be like more human-like or more like animal-like? Never show it. I, I assumed it was human-animalish because it was able to talk. Yeah, that's, that's what I had in my head. Kind of, I was just like, is it supposed to be like? Because <laughs> it almost yeah. seemed like she was in like love with it, kind of thing too, right? Uh. I think uh, the way I interpret it, it was like a mutual, like, Ooh. like love friendship. Yeah, because like they both lived for a long fucking time. Right. They didn't have to worry about like losing that other person, like normal or whatever. So, but now that you think you say that it was more, you thought it was more like an animal. I'm thinking maybe it's like a fucking parrot, so it could be a stereotypical pirate captain with her fucking parrot <laughs> companion. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was like, I, I'm 
the way they described it, like they didn't describe it, uh, if I recall correctly, in enough detail to where you really could actually. You kind of had to make part of it up in your head, I would think. Just like a white, some kind of white thing. Yeah. A lot of those dreams, like Ming's. I thought Ming's dreams was good, about like how she, she doesn't make no sense to, to her, her main. Uh, shit because like in the, her dream she's like so smart about everybody like backstabbing her like one step ahead of everybody oh yeah i don't think mentioned that ming like wiped her own memory so that the the town didn't get like destroyed by yeah so. uh, that's right gengor yeah. makes her do that that's when he like seals that's when he stops those like dinosaur things from uh destroying the village right or the palace or whatever yeah, her her dream doesn't even match up with her main story because it doesn't seem like she's smart enough to know that the uh, caucus, whatever the fuck his name is, is backstabbing her. But in her dream, she's so much smarter than everybody else. Well, that's because somebody good at writing wrote the dream. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, this is what the characters like. They're like, oh fuck yeah, and they wrote this shit out, and then the people writing the game are like, man, how does this character actually interact with people? I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those dreams, they just... It, it's almost embarrassing to to have the dreams in the game, really. Because it makes him look like not a very good writer. Yeah. I mean, I understand people praise him because at the time he was given us Final Fantasy 1 and 2 and 4 and 5, which at the time were great, I mean, groundbreaking for video games, but in reality, he's not a good writer compared to people who can actually fucking write... <laughs> Well, he's probably a good video game writer, but not, like, a good story. Right. You know, like, he can hit the points that you need to hit, but, like like I was saying, like, we've experienced all these things multiple times, so it's like, you know, it's like a formula. It's not really a story at that point, you know? Yeah. I was saying, put, putting a real writer's dreams up against his main story, it just makes him look stupid, I think. And everybody knows those dreams are great. That's why you can just reread them and, the, like, you know. <laughs> Separate from everything else? Yeah. Like on the main screen. Uh, if you just want to yeah. read the dreams, just go down here and click this. If you just want to read the dreams and not play the rest of the fucking game, that's probably the best idea. <laughs> like, yeah, do you want to feel some emotions? All right, read these dreams. All right. Ugh. Yeah, because yeah, me, I don't fucking really care about doing much extra shit, but I'm being damn sure to do every dream. So, yeah. Oh, shit. If anybody out there listening reads Japanese, you can actually buy the full collection of dreams by the author uh, in physical print. No I think shit. it's only in Japanese, but uh, yeah, they, I guess he published it a couple years after the game came out. There's more, though? No, it's just the ones for the dream, the game. Oh, okay. Well, it's nothing new, but I guess if you really like them and you want them in physical print, you can get them. Oh, I mean, that would be, like, if you, I mean, I guess if you really like this game or whatever, like, or a big Sagamuchi fan or whatever, it'd be cool to have that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having that just on my bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is, like, this is, is that the writer from Lost Story? No, that's the guy who wrote the dreams. Fuck, it's like the guy who wrote the last, fucking Lost Odyssey. Fuck fuck that guy. Who was that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, all right, so you guys want to rate it? Because I guess we pretty much did likes and dislikes. Well, I mean, we um, still do likes and dislikes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we like the dreams, didn't like the game. Right? Yeah, that's pretty much sums it up <laughs> for me. Well, I'll, I'll say what I didn't like. I didn't like the uh, 
like I said before, the amnesia trope, like everyone having amnesia, like that's been overdone so many times. Uh, don't like the kid main characters. I think that takes, I feel like that takes me out of the immersion when I'm playing a game. It's like, there's no way these kids will be fighting these fuck, fucking monsters. There's just no way. Like, I don't, I don't care how badass the kids are. Like, I get it if it's like a, a temporary thing where it's like they're forced into it and you have to use them type thing. But it shouldn't be like the whole game, you know what I mean? Um, doesn't fit in this story because this story is supposed to be kind of like especially like we were talking about at the beginning with the uh with the intro like everything is kind of bloody and like yeah. warlike this is not like your tales jrpgs where a kid being a 10 year old being the story just kind of like whatever you'd look it over really it doesn't injure these kids and take them into this dungeon or to take them to this battle war zone shit like no fucking way so anyway yeah, it doesn't make and then like, it does work out because Kaim does not give a fuck about anybody. <laughs> so he's just like, yeah, you want to come? Whatever. And then, it's your funeral, kid. I think Gungora's motives don't make any sense. It's like he, he basically says like the humans are inferior and they're worthless and he doesn't care about them. But then he wants to be like the king of everyone. So what's what's he going to be the king of? Like nothing, Like he doesn't care. So he's just going to have like sit there and not talk to anybody. Like I don't understand like... What's his, like, endgame? Like, did he not think it out? Like, I'm going to be the ruler and then be bored? Like, I don't understand. I, swear, I think he was trying to to make a Kefka-like character, and this character is just fucking stupid. Like, it's just... Well, and plus his look... He's almost like... He looks so almost like... Crazy, you know what I mean? He like, he just looks... He does, but he has, like, this stupid, sinister look and the laugh, like, and... He, like, wants to destroy everything and rule. Like, I don't know. I feel like he's trying to make another Kefka character. Because he's the one who made Kefka, I assume. Um, he just fucking botched it. Because Gungor is fucking stupid. Well, maybe he didn't make Kefka. Some of One of his other writers did. And he was just trying to parrot it, you know? Like, make, like, another Kefka type. And he fucking failed. I don't I don't know if Six, if he was 100% on board. Or whether he was just the overseer at that point. Well, the problem yeah. was... He's got a character who doesn't his because Kefka's goal was I'm just gonna fucking destroy everything and he's destroyed everything and he's like what the fuck are you guys gonna do about it now Yeah, he's chaos. Kefka's, like I understand Kefka. He like he's he his he he's in control by being chaos. You know that's and then he likes that. And yeah, I understand and, that. And uh, but Angora is like has all these meticulous plans and he's like trying to work politics and he's trying to keep the systems going while simultaneously. Uh, also wanted to be in charge of the systems, but the systems don't matter because everybody that runs in the systems is a piece like worthless. Yeah. So it's like, like you're saying, like there's no, like okay, so it's like it's like going outside and walking around like a fucking ant hill, and being like, uh, I'm the king of the ants now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can destroy you whenever I want. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'd rather go it's, home. He's a terrible. He's a terrible villain. <laughs> Yeah, there's like that. That's the thing. That's like there's no like real. It's, it's just so like annoying because like the beginning of the game is like okay, this like I thought it was gonna be like a war or something like you're in the middle of it and then uh, but no, it's just like one dude. One dude does everything. Like Sigurdin, where it's a good war political story. Yeah, something like that, where it's like back and forth. Yeah. And, you know, one side gets a little bit better, and the other side comes. But no, it's just Gungor just steamrolls over everyone. That's. That's when it goes from almost good story to fucking JRPG bullshit. Yeah. So. Like it lost me in that first cutscene with the first time you see Gongora. I'm like, oh look, it's the main villain, and like that's all I could think about. I'm like, they just gave me the main villain, right this right now, 
and then uh, well, he's, doing, he's doing mainly villainous things like the whole time and everybody's just like around him like oh this is normal like, it would be oh. fine if they were if, like it's almost like they were trying to hide it you won't think they're like just showing you the villain but they're pretty much trying to show you somebody who you might you might think's a villain who's by not, but so obviously he is. It's just terrible fucking writing. Well, they didn't even give you like a red herring. There wasn't like someone else that was bad too. It was just like, yeah, here's the things that are happening, and he's part of this like, uh, you know, group of people that make the rule, like the what do they call them, the council or whatever. He's part of the council. Yeah. And... It's. Yeah, it's, they, it's, I guess they kind of make the like, the head of the council like they kind of like point like they're trying to make him the red herring, you know. He's actually not like he's actually I mean not that bad of a dude really. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, he seems like he's like actually like a good dude. Like, he's like, yeah, Gungori, you're a little sketchy, motherfucker. We're going to shut this thing down real quick. Yeah, they made it seem like uh, to me like that's how I was reading. It was like, oh. They're trying to make it look like Angora is trying to save or being like the one like this magic thing is important, but they didn't like they didn't pull it off. You know what I mean? No, because they made him so like sketchy. Well, yeah, fucking blonde hair, big eyebrows. <laughs> he's like, fuck, he's like, like, fucking, he's like fucking Wario out there. Like you just look at him, like he's a fucking creeper. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, and, fuck. Hey, well, uh, is, I'll give this a... <laughs> this is the <laughs> best Xbox more? RPG. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, are there any more, like, Xbox RPGs, really, besides the ones we said? Like, I have, I'm going to have to look this shit up. I looked it up. There's, like, Blue Dragon, and that's, that's about it. That's not only no. exclusive now. You mean, they're, they're what? That's exclusive. Um, Magna Carta 2. Okay. All right. Which is I thought was a pretty fucking awesome game. I'm I'm not sure it holds up. The main character does have amnesia, so <laughs> of course <laughs> it's very anime like. It's got like a bunch of the voice actors from uh, Bleach and shit in it, so it's pretty high production. Action, uh, it was like Tales like combat, but a lot different. I'm surprised you didn't play it, Nick. Which game? Magna Carta 2? Oh, that's because I fucking hated Magna Carta 1. Yeah, well, I, the, that game's terrible, though, isn't I it? Like, I played, like, 30 minutes of Magna Carta 1, and I was like, I can't believe I just wasted a birthday or a Christmas present on this. Is it called, is it called Tears or something? T- Tears of Blood? Or is that another uh, one? Magna Carta... Oh, I don't know. Let me see. Magna Carta. Tears. Yeah, Tears of Blood. Yeah, a game is, no- like, notably... Terrible though, right? Isn't that considered one of the worst RPGs ever made? Um, I mean, I don't think it's like, very popular, but I, there's definitely worst ones that have been put out there. Like, it makes the voice acting that's supposed to be really bad in it. Like, I think the person that did all the art was like a hentai artist or something. So that's that was, weird. Like, a big selling point, but I mean, that's that's no that's normal nowadays. People that do hentai art, like, oh yeah, let's tap them for the character. Two's two's pretty high production. I mean, I, I, I actually was thinking about um it for the show at some point, but I feel like I may just keep in my memory as a good game. <laughs> I've never even heard of it before, so I'm totally I have no idea. It's not, it's not that, uh, it's, it's not actually that expensive. A lot of people haven't played it. I looked, I think I looked it up when I was telling you about RPGs to get for Xbox. It's probably only like 30 or 40 bucks. I'll probably just get it to have it on my library and play it one, one day. I, I bought it from GameStop 
I asked the guy if there's any uh, 360 RPGs, and he, he fucking gave me that, and he gave me like the art book that came with it. I ended up selling that nice. shit later on. Yeah, a friend of mine was when I he's the one that told me to get uh, 360 in the first place. He's like, "I'll play, I'll play Magna Carta too. It's pretty good." I'm like, "I'm not touching that." <laughs> Like you buy me the game and maybe I'll play it, but I'm not spending money on that shit. Uh, I mean, I probably wouldn't. I, I guess I don't blame you if the first one was so fucking a waste of time and money. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I think it's maybe why they haven't made a third one because nobody bought the second one after they put it out because they're like, you already checked us with the first one, dude. I'm not... <laughs> I don't think you were. It didn't. Re, it didn't review terrible, but I don't, like I think it holds like a you know like a seventy four or something on Metacritic. So I think a lot of people like myself. It's really good, and a lot of people can't buy it on like digitally. So you have to buy the actual game, which I don't have an Xbox I can play. It. It, it, it's not. Oh, wait, that game's probably not backwards compatible. Probably don't give two shits about the game. Huh? Right, so, uh, I guess I should. Uh, what did you did you uh, review? I mean, rank your story yet? Oh, my! Uh, I would say mine's gonna be. If it wasn't for the dreams, it'd be a two, but because of the dreams, I'll bump it to a three. Yeah, right. I was going to say a two and a half for story normally, but the dreams really improve it. But, like, it's one of the things where you can go through most of the game. You can go through the game without seeing the dreams at all, I think, except for a couple. So uh, I'll have to keep it at 2.5 because it's the dreams are great and. I don't count them as part of the story because, for the most part, they... yeah, they they really had nothing to do with the main story. So, what about you, Travis? Um, I'm gonna give it a three. Um, if I made two point five, I'll give it a half a point for the stories. Even though they had nothing to do with the main story, other than I guess Seth's and the Queens. Okay. Still, really good fucking shit there. So yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, so time for our second musical break. Uh, this one is my pick, and it is called Battle Conditions. And I think they only play this song like three times, maybe. Uh, the first time is when you fight those worms at the Grand Staff, the first time you go there. Um, and then the second and third times are, I guess, on optional fights. But I liked it because it has like kind of almost like a... Fuck, not like Beach Boys, but you know that kind of similar kind of music? vibe to it like it's very like i felt like i was like fighting on a beach kind of thing and it's very like high tempo uh and it's probably i think it's the best uh, battle song in the game but your mileage may vary
Uh, so visuals, um, they're pretty good. Like I think for the most part they hold up. Uh, uh, yeah, I fucking think they do. I, I did appreciate like everything was more like uh, normal scaling as opposed to like how in games they'll have like something like all the characters be kind of shrunken a little bit or uh, like not quite like chibi looking, but just like. They look like teenagers, I guess, but everybody in the world looks like teenager height. Uh, so everything in this game was like scaled pretty well. Uh, I feel like there are a lot of cool enemy designs. Um, I really didn't notice too many like magic spells that were like, oh man, this is pretty like cool looking. But there were a couple. Uh, like the attack animations were all right. Uh, well, I would say, like, I think if when this game came out, it was would have been, I would have scored it higher. Like, uh, four, maybe? Yeah. Four and a half. But, uh, as it stands now, it's just kind of like, it's fine. Like, I wasn't... There's, like, there's nothing about the art style that was, like, original, I guess, feeling. is I guess my problem. Like, a lot of the designs were kind of, like, just okay, like, stereotypical, like, uh, like, industrial revolution sci-fi fantasy shit. Yeah. Like weird mix. Uh like everything like inspired by magic looked like it was inspired by magic, so I'm like, alright. So I don't know. What do you think, Kevin? Um, I thought it was kind of like a mix between Final Fantasy Eight and Final Fantasy Ten, like the character designs, you know? Where like they looked realistic. And it's just kinda of like that, you know, second gen like a PlayStation two look kinda, of, you know? Um, where it probably like back in the PlayStation, like when this game came out, it was really good graphics. And if they did like an HD remake, I bet you they could look really good still. If they ever upscaled it and got, it's like playing it now on like a TV, it's kind of, you know, blurry, you know what I mean? So, but, um, <clears throat> I thought the, the level design was like, they're all kind of, you know, in the beginning it was really unique. I thought they had a lot of cool uh, things, but like kind of like you're saying, like the first start of the game is always the best. Um, and then towards the end, it was kind of like your longer, boring dungeons where there wasn't much to it. I felt like so, like you go to Grand Staff like three times, I think, in this game, right? Uh, sounds about right. And it's like the same look. It's not like anything really that much different. So. <clears throat> Um, but, uh, what else? I thought the, like, when you were doing the dreams, the way they, like, displayed them, you know? Like, the words came, like, if you let it just happen, instead of hitting, like, A, like, the words will come out in, like, different ways, and, like, it'll pulsate, or, like, they'll, like, melt, or drip from blood, or something, depending on the story. So I thought that was really cool, when you're reading that. Uh, do you guys like that? Oh, yeah, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. It really added a lot to the to the way the stories. <laughs> to me, I think reading the stories in a book would be uh, less impactful than yeah. the way it's done in the game with the music and the way every fucking thing's done. Yeah, I think that added that definitely added some like emotion to it, just because you're like you you can feel it through the words. Yeah, <laughs> There's one thing though, like when I like not when I'm actively consuming it, like it really doesn't bother me, but like. Now that we're analyzing it, like the whole game, like it does remind me of like being in middle school and people doing PowerPoint for the first time though. Like will I have random shit just pop in like from off screen, like the same kind of effects. But they they did it well in this. 
Was it like amateur? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but uh, yeah, that, like, there's nothing really else that kind of sticks out to me. If I think of anything else, I'll, I'll I'll mention it. But that's that's pretty much all I can I got on that. Well, I guess I did say I did like the weapon, how the weapon designs kind of changed. But I, I, I wish they kind of had some other armor designs because like Kimes wearing like fucking mid drift shirt. <laughs> uh, but you see his gut, like his stomach the whole time, like in the winter, like in the ice stages, you know, I feel like they would get some new clothes maybe. He's immortal. He, he doesn't feel nothing. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. He's <laughs> too smart ass. Yeah. Well, it's like somebody who's supposed to be like this combat veteran mercenary dude. Like he really does expose like his weak points. It's kind of not really a smart thing to do. But then again, like he's immortal or whatever. Yeah, so I, I, I get the impression. I thought it's because he's immortal and he gets around quicker, being on light, and he doesn't have to really worry about getting fucking killed because he's not gonna get killed. That's why he's like a badass. He doesn't have to walk around with this heavy ass armor like everybody else. What the fuck's he care? But that like leads me to question. Like, what happens if somebody like? Cuts his fucking arm off in the middle of a fight. Like, what the hell? Like, you're not allowed to ask that question. Don't ask that. Like, he no... takes damage, right? They they take damage, but like, how much fucking damage? Like, what the fuck happened? I, like... I I took it like Hercules. Like Hercules can't get like his arm cut off, right? Well, that's who's that? Well, there's the who's it? Is it? It's Kevin. Yes, that is Kevin Sorbo. If that's what you're asking, well, I, yes, I, I the great you, one. I thought you meant like uh, the actual historical like. <laughs> Reference where he got dipped into that one river, except his ankle or something. But that's Achilles, I think. Yeah, it's Achilles. Yeah, Achilles. Well, that's another. That could be another comparison. I guess maybe it's like that where he he he's he, he, well. Can Achilles even be cut? No, his whole body except for his fucking little heel or whatever. Oh like, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. I thought. Yeah, you're right. Stupid fucking way to die. Like, oh, I got shot in the heel. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Yeah, I was thinking Her- Kevin Sorbo Hercules, but I think he gets a- he gets a little bloody in Hercules show. I thought he never he can't die. The way I think about it, it's like if he's a- he's immortal, kind of like if you cut his head off, he's like effectively dead. But if he 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 doesn't decay, so if you put the pieces back together, he'd come back to life. That's how I was kind of thinking about it. I, mean, I was just kind of thinking of him like fucking Wolverine, like yeah. cut off his head. This girl's new head. Two, two I mean, I, I I was not thinking that. <laughs> Or, oh well, guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, well, I'll ask when we get Sakaguchi on the show. We'll ask him. That's <laughs> <laughs> first question. Like so, motherfucker. Uh, what about the <laughs> immortality shit? Like, How does that work? Yeah. Please explain. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is the game you want to talk about? Lost Odyssey, my <laughs> my greatest treasure. But yeah, it's but... the most fucking uh, grievances we've got, asshole. Let's go. <laughs> I also, I also thought it was like kind of funny. Like, um, they would do like picture in picture of like the character's reaction, but their face is like dead. <laughs> like you know, the yeah. scenes and stuff. It's like, but there's no reaction on his face. So like, why are you showing it? I, I don't know. Jansen, he's always got the O face going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's he does a lot of cool things though. But yeah, so right. I think it's like a three. I mean, I'll give it a three. A three. Damn. All right. Um, I'm not that harsh. I'll give it a three and a half. 
I uh, I mean, I, I kind of like the graphics in this game. I, I mean, to me, it's refreshing to not. I've been playing a lot of fucking newer uh, RPGs in a while. With the fucking weeb nonsense that I just can't fucking deal with anymore. So, uh, I'll, I, I kind of like the aesthetic of it. I don't think nothing's too, like, revealing or anything. You got Ming's shit or whatever, but I mean, I don't think that's nothing too crazy. Big, Ming's big, veiny boobs. Yeah, but I don't know if. It's not. This is not. Like, it's way less offensive than. Not that I'm offended by any of the shit in newer JRPGs. It's just. It's annoying to fucking look at. It's. Like, I'm not fucking 12. I don't need to see anime fucking titties all the time. Um, I thought this game, to me. I think Final Fantasy XII to me is similar in some ways with the aesthetic, where it's just kind of like normal-looking clothes for what an RPG look like. I thought all the towns to me had like a different feel to them between like uh, the first town and then like the palace and then Utsa and then the uh, seaside town and the enemies. I thought looked pretty cool. That. Was there a lot of reef skins? I don't remember. Uh, I mean, the only things I really recall having a lot of reef skins were the Kelalon dudes, but that's because they're like the same race or whatever. And they weren't yeah. really like reef skins so much because they had different equipment. But you got the like the doll things and little machines that are kind of like re reused a couple times. I mean, there was some. It, it wasn't like it, it wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was. It isn't like a lot of games. Yeah, I I, I kind of I thought the graphics. I like actually think they hold up pretty good for an early three sixty game. Yeah, what well, I'm saying, like like I was saying, if they if they were like. Um, did an HD version? It'd probably be a four for me, but it's just as it is now. It was a three. Probably what probably what helps a lot for the graphics is a lot of time you're the way that the the game is. You're kind of far away when you're walking around in towns and stuff like that. So it's not like too up and close. So you're not going to see as much imperfection. I'm gonna give it a four. All right. Fair. I mean, I will say, like, I would have liked, I guess, some of the enemy designs to be more, like, organic-looking, because a lot of the stuff looked like it was always a mix between some kind of magic and then, like, some organic shit. Uh, yeah. Like, I very, there were very rarely any, like, just normal-looking creatures. At least in my interpretation. But I still thought, like, everything was cool-looking, so... Yeah, I wouldn't. I didn't see anything. I was like, this looks fucking stupid, really. Other than the Kelowans, but I guess they're supposed to be the stupid looking. Yeah, you gotta have them. They're like his uh, version of Moogles or something like that, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. I think, I guess they're supposed to be the the, the slimes from Dragon Quest. Oh, okay. That makes, yeah. Kind of like a, it's kind of like a mix between a Moogle and a slime, I guess. Yeah. You got, like, the, I fought the shit ton of those guys. <laughs> did you guys fight the, uh, the, uh, I'm sure you did, Nick. Did you, I mean, Kujo, did you, Nick, fight the big ass one? The king? Yeah. Yeah. Um. No. It's, I thought you were getting a really good spell from it, but it's actually kind of garbage. Uh, I kind of got, I was, when I was, like, going forth to this, I was like, I'll just try to get through this as fast as I can, because I'd rather be playing something else. 
See, I thought I was gonna need all that, all this in-game shit, so that's why I did like a lot of the shit, and then you know, not needing it. Cause I guess the people who write the guides suck, cause they say you'd be like level fifty-five to even have a chance against Ngora. Like, oh, I guess that's why you write guides, right? Now you suck at the fucking game. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we're gonna move on to uh, music uh, and voice acting. So, uh, the composer for this was uh, Nobuo Uematsu, uh, like I guess we mentioned before, uh, but he works closely with uh, Sakaguchi, um, I, guess, I guess they've had a long history together doing all the Final Fantasy games. There's like, um, I think I said before, there's like uh, Matsuno and Sakamoto, they, like, they're always together. Oh, that how it is? Do they do? Chrono yeah, like every game Matsuno has ever pretty much done, I think uh, Sakamoto is involved. Even if he's not the only composer, sometimes there's three. But even uh, that game, uh, Crimson Trout, uh, Sakamoto does the composer for it. They're just, I guess they're just buddies. Did he? They did Chrono Trigger too, right? Or am I thinking of something else? Uh no, Masuda did Chrono Trigger. Okay, never mind. Sakaguchi is like the the overseer of Chrono Trigger, but I don't think he actually. Uematsu did some stuff for Chrono Trigger, but yeah, because yeah, because Masuda got sick. I think he did like ten tracks or maybe less. Masuda worked himself to like to the hospital, I guess. Apparently, damn. Yeah, well, was this was like his first. It was the first game he ever composed, and it was such like a big project for him. Like he he worked like so much on it that he ended up like getting extremely sick in the hospital so he asked Nabil to finish out the soundtrack for him and I was looking at the voice actors there's like a lot of um like not like well known but they're like veteran ones like like you were saying like Bill Mill <laughs> from Rugrats and like I think um Seth is like Harley Quinn and like the Batman cartoons like the like the anime one from the nineties. Uh, I don't know about all the way back in the nineties, but I know like I was looking through IMDb and it's like any of the more recent cartoons of Harley Quinn, she's always the voice, or she's been like Supergirl. Uh, Tara Strong. Yeah. Is Tara Strong. Yeah. She's been in a lot of games. She's like yeah, she does, she does a lot of shit like in cartoons and everything. Yeah, and then I saw Nolan North was in this for like a split second too. Really? Well, that's, like I guess that's surprising. He was one of like Gongoro's, like you know, little minion guys that you fight at the uh, when you know there's like like one for every element or something. He was like one of those dudes, I guess. Was he was he that famous back then, or did he get famous because of Nathan Drake? Nathan Drake, I thought. I mean, I know that I know that's his like what he's known for, but did he, did he do like anything else before that? I'm sure he did. Really, I, uh, of like you know. Um, what about Gongora's um, uh, voice actor? Is he's probably like, the most famous of all because he's so fucking good at it. Who is he? I'm just being smart. That motherfucker sucked. I thought, but <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, who did who did Kaim? Is that what you're asking? No, Gongora, oh, the great one. Fuck. Hold on. Yeah, I was looking up Nolan North, and it looks like he was doing. Bunch of shit. He did 
he did Assassin's Creed before this. He did stuff in Artonelico, Painkillers, uh, Halo 3, Conan, The Darkness. Like, he was doing a lot of shit. It, is, it does look like he was just doing, like, I can't... Yeah, I'm not... It was mostly, like, random shit until he got yeah the main lead like, role in uh... Drake, and now he's just the most famous male voice actor in gaming, probably. I think he was Iron Man in the Avengers game, wasn't he? Uh, not sure. Pretty sure. I thought it was pretty annoying that he was in Last of Us, though. Who was he in Last of Us? The raper, the guy that tries to rape Ellie. Oh, I mean, that makes me, To me, I was like, Naughty Dog, like, fuck off. Like, you can't... Don't bring somebody so predominant in your other series and put them in your... Uh, to me, it's almost like immersion breaking a little bit. Oh, here's this motherfucker. It sounds like Nathan Drake. <laughs> Raping somebody, or about to rape somebody. Uh, it looks like the guy who did Gongora is named Jesse Corti, and he's done some other like games in the anime, but I don't really recognize much well, of this. I recognize as Dead Man from Death Stranding. I didn't play that yet. No, me either. Yeah, that game. Kuja got the $500 fucking 48, 48 by 48 fucking box coming in the mail. And that baby. Yeah, I got a good Halloween costume one day. <clears throat> okay, well, uh, so we've talked to voice actors. I think they all did a decent job. Like, I don't remember. Yeah, Phil, I mean, Cook's annoying, but that's not because it's a bad voice. It's just annoying. Like her voice, her voice is probably supposed to be annoying. She's fucking twelve or whatever. Yeah, they should have just hired a twelve-year-old though. I did like Ming's voice actor. I like the way, like she had like some kind of accent. I like that. But yeah, I did too. Other than that, I mean, it was it wasn't bad. So didn't hurt it. It just the voices that were annoying, like Tolton and the kids. Uh, I mean, they seem like they should be annoying because those characters are fucking annoying. So it's like. Yeah. You're, not, you're not gonna have a fucking person sounding like calm. Yeah, and Jansen sounded like a Joker rapist, you know? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. I'm just not gonna let him go, are y'all? <laughs> so, uh, composer was uh, Nobu, Nobu Uematsu. Uh, I thought that <clears throat> I didn't think there was like a bad track. Uh, in this whole game, I don't. Yeah, I I've listened to it more after we played the game. Um, yeah, it's other than the battle thing gets annoying, but that's not his fucking fault. Yeah, yeah. they just need to. Like, I wish they had like some more bat, like normal battle themes, like different areas. But other... I think I vented on ranting on that before, but I don't understand when you spend probably thirty percent of your time in combat on RPGs, but they won't. Every so, at least every fucking disc in this one changed the battle theme. Well, I think what they should do is they should put in options in the settings that say battle theme, and when you've unlocked a new one, you can go in the options in the settings and change the battle theme to whatever the fuck you want it to be. Yeah. Hey, you can do that in uh, Persona 3 uh, Fez or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, that's pretty um, cool. When you, when you, well, it's when you're running around the dungeons or whatever, you can change between like five dungeon themes. Oh. That's less I cool. Don't, 
Yeah, less cool, but I mean, at least it's you're in the dungeons a lot in that game, so at least it yeah. gives you option. Like, more right. games should do shit like that. That's cool. Uh, so did anybody else like so? Did you feel like this wasn't like as an iconic of a work uh, as other Uematsu games? Because I like you mean like the way it's perceived. Well, I mean, just like uh, like for your personal preference, like when you when I was listening to the game, like there was a couple tracks that caught my ear, uh, but for the most part, like once I was done, except for those two tracks, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Whereas like other games that he's composed for, there's been stuff that stuck with me longer. I I agree with that. While I was playing the game, I think there was only maybe like a dozen tracks out of the fifty some that I was like, oh wow, this is fucking awesome. Um, compared to like Final Fantasy, you, know, you hate Final Fantasy VIII, but it still has good fucking music in my opinion. Final Fantasy VII, I think. I mean, Marilyn might just be nostalgia to me. Like I pretty, I believe this game is way better composed than Final Fantasy VII. I just like Final Fantasy VII music better because it's nostalgia. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, just because something's a better composition doesn't mean it's like good. Yeah. It's better than something that's simple. Uh, like it's just, I guess everybody's taste is different. Like I could give you, uh, give somebody some like shit composed by Vivaldi or Bach or somebody, and somebody like I, I, I love this. Oh, it's great. And then I would say it probably like, sucks. This is garbage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like so, everybody's got their own tastes. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I guess so for this category, I'll give it a a four because I thought it was well done. Honestly, what did he do? Or go, you can go ahead. Um, Jared's going next. Uh, I'll, I'll, probably, I'll, I'll agree with you, uh, Nick. I'm going to give it a four as well. I thought it was... Music was really good, and there was a couple cool sounding tracks, I thought. At least a couple. And the voice acting was good. So, yeah, four. He really... Uh, looking up, so he did... You know, Final Fantasy IX was his last like, solo composer thing. He did ten with other people, and then it's like 11 with some other people, and then Origins, I guess, which is just arrangement. And he does whatever fuck, you know what Hanjuku Hero is? Anyone know what the fuck that is? Nope. Uh, nope. Oh, yeah, it looks like... Um, <laughs> yeah, so it looks like after Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy 10-11, which he kind of like, third composed, he didn't compose anything really notable for RPGs up until Blue Dragon lost Ashley for like five years. Oh, damn. So, but, I mean, I, I think it's... Well, I mean, he composed a lot through those years. He probably fucking burnt the fuck out. He's rich. I need more money. Yeah. Um. So this you... hero thing is apparently a, a real-time strategy RPG. It says he's worth 18 million, is what Google says. Well, that's 18 million more than I'm worth, so. That's, I mean, that's so. He's got to be worth more than most fucking video game posters, I'm sure. Yeah. That's a lot, that's a lot of fucking money. Fucking me making fucking goddamn video game music? Yeah. That's a good luck. Oh, well. There. I'm sure a lot of his, his touring of the Black Mages, too, because he toured his ass off with that group. Well, that's how he's made his money, touring. Yeah. Uh, so what do you rate it? What do you think about the music and voice acting? Hey, uh, I 
I'll give it a four. I think pretty much every track is at least good. I'm I don't think maybe a quarter of the tracks stand out as being like really good. Um, the voice acting I pretty much have no complaints with, so I give it a four. All right. Um, so that will lead us into a, our third musical break. Uh, this one is, I believe, Kevin's choice. Yep, that's mine. Uh, All right, do you want to uh, tell us why you picked it? Yep, uh, it's Roar of the Departed Souls. Um, <clears throat> this is the one that, like, I, I always try to listen for one track so I can have one for the for the review. And this is the one I was like, oh, this is it. But it took, it, it took me to the last battle, like, uh, if you'll hear in the beginning, it's like some kind of weird noise. I'm, I'm sure if you you guys know what it is, but uh, and then it goes into like a pretty cool battle theme. Um, but it just sounded unique to me. I hadn't heard anything like it before, and I pretty I dug it. So uh, here it is: Roar of the Departed Souls. <laughs>
for that sound is it uh is it the thing that sounds like an electric gu guitar being like fucked with like the string yeah it's like a it's almost like they're fucking with something and they just left it in there <laughs> yeah uh, like, at first I was like, is he talking about the chanting? Because, I mean, that's just chanting. But then, uh, uh I kind of hear that. It's like only, like, first, like, minute, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Uh. Yeah. Well, that was cool. Your, your Nihon Falcom, uh, events in 20 fucking minutes, Kujo. My what? Uh, um, Falcom event. They'll probably be saying what the fuck they're gonna do with the Trails games. Oh, they're coming over here. They're, it's happening. So that's all. Oh yeah, but I'm sure they'll be giving out more information at the event, which I guess is oh. in Japan. That's why they're doing it at midnight. They've been, they've been doing one in like a year so for the past like what three years now. So I'm guessing we're gonna get one of the games uh, in September, October, like we've been the last two. I think they said 2022 was when the next game was coming, but that was the leak. This will be the official announcements, I, I guess. Sweet. I guess you know by morning. Oh, he'll watch that shit, don't... What? He'll watch that shit, don't worry. Yeah, I'll be honest. <laughs> Wait till morning? What are you fucking talking about? It's oh, the shit. NGPX is wherever the fuck is the event's at. Just talking about it on the other Discord. Well, we're almost done with this, so let's wrap up so Kujo can go watch his uh, live stream thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Overall experience. Uh, as I was saying, uh, Brett would say it's expectations versus reality, but we all kind of have our own little twist on it. Uh, I guess I'll just go. Um, I Going into this, I felt... It's like kind of like a Xenoblade uh, thing where everybody hyped it up, uh, so I felt like I should be hyped up about it. But overall, it was just kind of like a mediocre experience for me. Because um, when I first loaded up the game this go around, and I saw all that my save file. Was it? You think it was? You think it's a very hyped game, Zombie? I thought that it didn't really. All right, go uh, on. Well, I'm I mean, all I had was Xbox at the time period, so everybody that uh, else that had an Xbox was hyping the fuck out of it because it's like it was like the first RPG, JRPG, really. That everybody's like, "Oh man, it's gonna be amazing! It's gonna be great!" And then, uh, so I got it, and I stopped playing it after like thirteen hours. So you're saying like people you knew were hyping it up? Uh, just in general, like the Xbox community or whatever. Yeah, because the Met Metacritic for it was is seventy eight. Yeah. But it's a, it is an older game, and people can put in Metacritic reviews. Yeah, if you look at the um, scores, it scored anywhere from... It's, it was mostly, I guess, eight and eight and a half, so... Yeah, it did score pretty good. You know, I felt like it didn't... People weren't, didn't talk that highly of it back when it came out, really, but... Guess I was wrong. All I know is that I heard it was, like, the... the one game that's good on the Xbox, like that's an RPG. So, it's not Mass Effect. It. So, and for years, I never like looked into it. I didn't read about it because I don't want to spoil myself because I wanted to play it eventually. So that's kind of where I was. I mean, I'd already, already, I'd already played ninety percent of the game. 
or my buddy let me borrow when I first got 360. All right. I so, think wait, we'll have to you think what? I was telling Kuja earlier, like I think when I played it back then, I was I I didn't I was kind of over fucking JRPGs. Like I wanted new system was out. I wanted to play new kinds of games. I wanted to play fucking Mass Effect and shit like that. I didn't. Yeah. I saw I see. I was like, all right, I've been playing this shit for the last fifteen fucking years. Gaming's kind of on some cool shit. So I wasn't really into all sides when I first played it. Yeah, I'm not sure why I only quit after 13 hours or whatever, like the end of the first disc. But like, I don't remember what other games I got at the time, but I presumably got something else, probably a Gears of War game. And my friend was like, hey, let's play Gears of War. So I ended up playing Gears of War a lot instead of this. That, I mean, I was playing Gears of War, Mass Effect. Um, I think there was a couple of things, you know, that I was never play Halo and all that shit. But I just felt like this game is pretty much like the games we've been playing growing up for yeah. I think at, the, at that time I, I wanted to play something new I understand that it's definitely it was it's like a old car new paint kind of thing like all right I've driven this before but it looks cool yeah That's about it uh what about you since you I know you've been I guess kind of looking forward to this because you heard a lot of good stuff about it like so what how do you feel coming out of, of this Kevin um, at first I was excited, uh, like the beginning of the game, I was like, oh, hell yeah, finally, like I was, you know, I've been tr trying to find like that next one that scratches the itch, you know, like I feel like I've been playing a lot of like, eh, they're okay, or they're not great, or like the last one you picked sucked, um, that was trash, so, I well, you know, huh, <laughs> you gotta have the trash. So, yeah, you know, really, really enjoy the good shit. So I, I guess I will take that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have to keep picking garbage, so you guys can keep picking good shit. Yeah. Well, this, wow. it's, it's at least I had that trash to fall back on, and like, it's not trash. It's not Quest sixty four. It's not whatever the fuck. What was that game we just played? I don't remember the name of it. Archive. Is, is this archive? Is this archive. It's not that bad. Um, so I had like it had familiar stuff, but you know, once I once it was like. You knew the whole, like, you, you got to, like, disc three, and you're like, oh, all it is now is he wants to take over the world, and I gotta stop him. You know, that, I was kind of disappointed at that point. I was like, oh, okay. So, <clears throat> I'm gonna say it's more of a three for me, because, I mean, there's some good stuff in it, like, we were talking about the, the dreams, and the, the the beginning, the first, maybe, disc of the game was, was fun, you know, at least. And it kind of just went downhill from there for me, so... I love how on um, Wiki says the story was written by Sakaguchi and the Japanese author. I'm like, no, the story was written by Sakaguchi. <laughs> fucking dreams had nothing to do with the fucking story. Oh, shit. Uh, Alright, so three. Um, uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half because mm. uh, Travis was like, you know, I finished this in two weeks. It's great. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, alright. That'll be, I mean, that'll be fine. Let's do this. And then uh, it's, it took me like a month and a half, maybe. And that's because, like, it started off strong. And then at a certain point, I, like, realized that battles were going to take me the majority of the time. Um, and then I went to grind at the island to kill those silver killer lawns or whatever. And I just, I could, I killed one in like an hour. 
I'm like, this is a big waste of my fucking time. I'm done with this. Can't use your spirit uh, magic, bro. I did, dude. I did. I just, my characters suck. They did like 200 damage and then they would do like 600 damage and the thing would run. I'm like, and then the, the third person would cast their spell and they would do like whatever the fuck to the other Kalalon that was there and then it would run next turn. I'm like, man, you know what? Fuck this. And then I kept getting those like giant lobster things to fight too. I had to run from. Like, I'd get like four of those and. Like ten minutes and maybe get one encounter with a Kelalon in that time. I'm like, man, I just have I'm just having bad luck, so I will just not waste my time with this. And I was able to beat the game without any major issues, so it's really just it wasn't worth my time doing that. I maybe it took a little longer in some fights than uh you might have, but uh the grinding was not worth my time. Cause I wasn't getting anywhere. That's fair. Uh, so what, you, what would you rate it, Travis? Um, I must say uh, three and a half. Uh, I think as I was saying earlier, uh, when I played it back in the day, I wasn't really into it. But I think this time around, I, I ran through this fucking game. I mean, I, I was just really longing to play uh, a game like this at the time. It's been a while since I played a horror-style JRPG. So... It was refreshing compared to all the weed nonsense I've been playing as of late. So, yeah, that was a good experience for me. Stop playing that shit. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, well, now we're playing platformers. Play all these fucking trails and all this other shit, which, I mean, those games have better gameplay, but. I get I just get, I'm just fucking tired of the fucking weed anime shit. Yeah, like. That's the thing of trails, like, I love trails, but I like trails in the sky where it's more mature, and it's, like, not yeah. school. Like, I'm so tired of the school shit. Like, trails in the sky, you're, like, bracers, and you're, like, kind of, like, not the police, but you're, like, in between the police and, like, the government, and, like, I don't know. It's tired of every fucking goddamn series going more and more anime. Like, and I don't, I mean, I like anime, but I think you all get what I'm saying. Like, i just fucking tired of it. But, you know. Yeah, we're not big ass, the anymore. big, the big ass fucking tits and the fucking up the fucking skirt scenes and the oh it fell on your boob and let's talk about it for five fucking hours like it's, it's fucking stupid and it's happening to every series that I like like, fucking wise I used to love wise or ease whatever the fuck you want to call it and that's just getting more and more fucking anime anime stupid shit like in wise eight the very beginning. He runs into some girl fucking changing and she like smacks him. I'm like, what the fuck is this nonsense? Like, that never would have happened in the old Wise games. Definitely not. Yeah, like, it was grounded. Like, it was, yeah, it was maybe a little bit anime, but it wasn't fucking stupid shit. Uh, well, you know, like, like Kudra said it earlier, sex sells, so. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah. is it? I mean, I could be wrong, but. Are these games selling more because of the sexual stuff, or is this genre in general just becoming more popular? Like, I mean, I guess you, can, you would never know for sure, but I think Final Fantasy Seven is still like fucking crazy, and that's not a very I don't really like that game that much, but it's not a very sexual game. I think um, it's more Japan, it sells better. Like, this is the stuff they like over there, where over here it's more like, uh, you know what I mean? Like we're, oh, I think a lot of fucking wee motherfuckers in America like this shit, though. Well, I'm sure there are, but I think it's, like, way more in J Japan. Like, it's prevalent. In like, the, it's, like, in the culture, it's, like, okay to, like, 
oh, did you see the anime boobs on that one? Like, if you said that to someone around here, they'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah. You, I mean, you this we'll it? never know. Like, we'll never know whether Awakening on for Fire Emblem sold so fucking much because it was very anime-ish compared to the others, or whether or not it's just a fucking game on 3DS that just caught at the right time. Uh, it's definitely because people bought it, and the people that were hardcore Fire Emblem fans are like, why the fuck can I fuck people and have babies that I can also fuck? That doesn't really make any sense. Right. And some people are like, wait, what? you can do what? Uh, I could have sex with people? Oh, oh, oh yeah, let's play this game. And then they show, show that to all their little fucking loser weep friends who's never touched a titty or dick or whatever, whatever your sexual preference is. They never touched any of that shit in their lives. And they're like, oh man, can't wait to live out my fantasies in this game. And you go to a forum and it, most of the topics are like, who did you put together? Who did you fuck? Would you fuck this character? It's like, who the fuck? Why do you, uh, <laughs> what's wrong with you people? They don't have, they don't have a girlfriend slash boyfriend. That's what's wrong with them. They, once you finally get the real thing and you're like, oh, this is not, this is... <laughs> Like, look at Xeno Gears and look at Xenoblade 2. I mean, like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Well, I think it also, like, uh, like from playing Like a Dragon, uh, I'm pretty sure they try to be as, like, on point with the structure of the cities as possible. Like, you walk through some areas and, like, they have, like, anime chicks plastered all over the windows and over the walls and shit, so I'm sure that's happening in real life, too. Like, I don't know anywhere you would go in America yeah. uh, where they'd have plastered anime chicks with their tits popping out. They're, like, they're preferred like, country, that's for sure. Like, I know, like, you'll have, like, billboards with, like, models with their chicks popping out and shit uh, around here, but I don't know if that's similar to in Japan or what, but... Yeah, yeah, they prefer drawn women over real ones, it seems like, sometimes. Oh, look, you don't have to fucking take a drawn woman out to dinner, I guess. Yeah, you can buy the pillow, you can buy the pillow and just fuck that, I guess. <laughs> Exactly. They have the body pillows of the anime chicks. It looks like real. Yeah, I guess it's not going to change if shit keeps selling. Like, why would it? Yeah. We'll just have to deal with it. So, or hopefully indies or other devs step in. Aiden Chronicles looks like doesn't look like it's weed fucking bullshit. It looks like it's stupid in, so that's cool. Well, you also need, like, some kind of, like... Like American RPGs, like The Witch. Well, I guess not. The Witch yeah. is more like Western, but it's like Polish. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of like I'm I'm I like those type of stories more myself. Where it's like, yeah, there's sex and stuff involved, but it's part of like the narrative. It's not just like it's it's way more. Here's the sex it's, way more, it's way more mature when it's done from Western developers. It's not as fucking yeah juvenile. Yeah, it's not trying to be. In Mass Effect or Dragon Age, I've never played Dragon Age too much, but it's not trying to be perverted, stupid shit. It's just part of the fucking game. Right. They're not make. They're not making all these like stupid sexual perverted jokes. <laughs> well, yeah, like you have sex with somebody, but it's not after like you already tripped over them and grabbed their tits on accident. Right, right, right. You yeah, had it's... an actual conversation with them. Like, oh, right. I think it's... I might be attracted to you, kind of thing. Or even in these, like the Weeby games, they're like, oh, I don't like you, but actually yeah. I like you a lot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, fuck up. Like, please just stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, it makes me fucking mad. Like, I think I was telling you I was playing that game, um, 
something. This is a guy who did like the Zero Escape games. Uh, I forget what the hell it's called. Um, like, yeah, the girl. I think I sent a picture of on Discord like a few months ago, where the girl's like she's just turned eighteen or whatever, and she's like hitting on the thirty-five year old, and it's like she keeps playing up the whole like perverted age fucking thing, and like he's like born between fucking her because she's eighteen. Like I'm just like what like. Really? I guess a lot of people, like, I, I piss the people off in the other Discord because I'm like, I'm fucking tired of this bullshit. Like, <laughs> fucking, it's like borderline pedophile shit. Like, just fucking stop. No, it's not fucking real. I don't know why you're getting mad about it. I'm like, I know it's not fucking real and I'm not really offended by it, but, like, does it have to be in every fucking J game coming out of Japan? Even if it's not real, it still perpetuates those stereotypes. Like, Right. Uh, it's, like I, know, it, I know a guy who still like says that quote from Matthew McConaughey in uh uh fuck was that Is it confused? Yeah, he's like Duh. they keep I keep getting older, they keep staying the same age. I'm like, dude, you're thirty like you're thirty-eight, dude. Like what the fuck are you talking about, man? You're fucking gross. Yeah, you're just like, to me, stop, dude. To me, I wouldn't even fucking like I wouldn't even fucking care if it was a fifteen year old and a thirty five year old in like in a imaginary world if they weren't trying to make it perverted. You know what I'm saying? It's like playing on the fact that it's perverted and fucked up because they make it a point to say that so like if it like oh if it's a fantasy world and she's 16 and he's 28 then okay whatever but when you're making the point that she's like underage then then you're trying to be fucking creepy well maybe it'll change soon because i did see an article that said japan's finally raising their age of consent to 18. well yeah, maybe but it's whatever like it does like say so it doesn't really like I'm not flipping the fuck out about it with the pitchforks, but I'm just like, it, it ruins fucking games for me at this point. Yeah. Like, I feel like I gotta re. I feel like I gotta research this shit to see if I fucking even want to buy a game that looks interesting. Is it's gonna be some kind of weird shit going on? Like, will this game put me on an FBI watch list? Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, well, I guess we'll do uh, the last uh, the last uh, section and kind of uh, close out the show. So uh, replayability and extra content. Um, I didn't really do any of the extra content, so I really can't comment on that. I know there is some, like there's an optional dungeon and some op optional fights, right, Kevin? Yeah, there's two optional dungeons. There's like the the DLC part, and there's like the one. I don't think you have to go to the last one where like the um. All the the floors flip and stuff. It's kind of like a three dimensional puzzle. You guys do have to do that one. Do you remember? No, I went to the one that's supposed to be like three hours long, where it's like a bunch of moving platforms and shit like that. And I was like, they were like, this says take you, you gain like twenty levels and you're steamrolled into the game. I'm like, ah, no, I'm just gonna finish the game. Yeah, so the, that that one's kind of long, um, but you get some good gear out of it and stuff. So it's it's worth it to go through, but and you need to do it to get the the trophy. For all the, the treasures or whatever, so I did it. Um, it wasn't like it was, you know, it, you know you, you're at the end of the game, you want to be done with it, so it was okay. Um, I think there's like, if you get the DLC, there's like one extra story you get, so that was kind of cool. You get one more story or dream. Sorry, yeah. I'm saying I keep saying story. The, there's one more dream you get, um, but there's new game plus as well, so if you want to go. If you start New Game Plus, you start at level 50, but you lose all your items and stuff. So, I mean, I guess you could do that, but I don't see what the point would be. There's no, like, extra story or anything. Um, so, yeah, there's... 
I don't know what else would be extra content. I guess there's like the side stories and stuff you can do, but it's nothing like, it's just like get this item or find this thing. It's not like anything to do with the story for, per se. So to me, like that's, that's stuff I, I like to do with it's background to the characters and stuff, but none of that really does. So, I mean, I'm going to give it like a two and a half, I guess. Okay. Because there's like, you can new game plus and there's extra content and there's that last dungeon you could do if you want to like, you know, play, try to, cause like the, the last, the, the last bosses, like the backyard things, like you do have to use strategy. Like if you go, like there's not like uh, in the guide, there's not like an actual step-by-step strategy. So you got to kind of figure out your own way. So that's kind of, I actually had to think for part of the game. You had to play the, you had to play the game? <laughs> I actually had to play the game without like just stream, steamrolling it. But I mean, I I, I, I don't know. Am I, I'm at the point in my life where like I know I can figure it out if I have to. So right. I'm more of a, like, I want to just play the game and enjoy the story than trying to like spend hours in battles. So I'm okay with uh, using a guide at this point in my life. So. Um, uh, where do you think? What where, where are you at? Me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't really do any of the extra content, so I mean, there's, I mean, there is some, and that's cool. But three hours for dungeon sounds like a bit much. It's not three uh, hours. I mean, if you run away from all the battles, you can be done within an hour. Okay, that's not too bad. Uh, all right. Well, that's fair then. But you said to fight the boss at the end, right? Yeah. And if you're not fighting all the dudes, you're probably gonna get your ass kicked. Yeah. And not every not everybody at level fifty in the first half quarter of the game, Kujo. So yeah, for... all you all you all you need to do anyways is fight the black Keladons, and they'll like you'll level up instantly. That sounds pretty racist, but oh shit! Oh, the, oh, the dark Keladons. I don't remember what they're. <laughs> Oh wait, that's more racist. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, but yeah, I don't see so reason if, why you, if you're doing that dungeon, all you do, like, you don't fight any of the other regular mobs. You just fight the the Keladons, and you'll instantly gain a level every time you beat them. And they're not that hard to beat. So, if you do nice. that on your way through the thing in an hour, you'll be able to fight the boss fine. All right, that's not too bad. Yeah. Uh. Well. I don't see any reason why you would like do a new game plus on this game, especially if you lose everything. Uh, so I'll give replayability extra content a two, I guess. I'm gonna really, give it. It doesn't sound like it's very challenging for the extra dungeon, so. I'm gonna give it a little one and a half. I just don't see any reason why it would. I think. The only thing you. I think it's nice when they do this kind of stuff. Like it's free, and if you love the game, and they give you like. Think about if you love this game when it came out, and they're like, it was like three years later they gave you all this extra stuff. It's always. I mean, that's that's fair because I mean we fucking replayed Final Fantasy six a hundred fucking times, and there was nothing extra to fucking do in that game. We're like, in, re- in reality, we would just replayed over and over. So, like, if you didn't know Sh- Save Shadow, that's like that's when I was like, fuck this, I went back and say I played the game. <laughs> I was like, what? yeah, so th- this seems like there is a lot more extra. Like, wait, if you stay to the last five seconds, Shadow comes back? I was, my mind was blown at that point in my life. So there's, like, no internet. So I was like, oh, God, yeah. I got to start over. I, had, I started the game uh, over again. <laughs> maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe I should just change it to a two. 
I mean, that's like a legit reason to replay something. Like, it's uh, something that you missed. But like, I don't know that there's anything in this game that, like, you could miss that that's very impactful. Like, you might miss some treasure chests or something. Yeah, there's nothing like magic. There's like not another decision you can make that will change the story. Like, it's not like Witcher, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I'm looking at myself at 2021, like, why the fuck would I ever replay this fucking game? But, like, like why the fuck would I ever replay Final Fantasy VII ever again? But I've replayed it many fucking times. Yeah, I feel it's like you're, like, the a generation below us. Like, you're in your 20s, and this is, like, you know, the game you played when you were 10. This game it came out when they were, when they were 12, they probably did replay it a lot. Yeah, you're like, this game was awesome. You know, they're going to have this, like, people... And the generation below us are going to have the nostalgia for this. Like, we have nostalgia for Final Fantasy VI. Because I was reading, yeah, the fact that... I was reading through comments and stuff. There's people that love this game, you know? So, I don't want to... Sh- I'm not trying to shit on this game. Like I like I said, it's like, it's good. It's it's. Well, we, we did a pretty good job of that. So no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like we shit on it. Like, no, we gave it pretty good reviews. I mean, I feel like <laughs> when you listen to us, like, we're, like, grizzled. Like, we've played a fucking shit ton of games, you know? So, we have, like... A pretty high bar to clear so you know if you're someone that's listening to this you've <laughs> i don't know how you found us but also it's uh it's just it's just like we have such a we've played we've we've know we know all the stories and all the tropes so it's good it's gonna take a lot to impress us so very true we're, we're a little harder to please <laughs> oh, i Yes, yeah, I mean, to me, except when we review games that we we have hard ons for already, then it's really easy. To me, if I think I said before, I don't know if I said it on here, like I think a lot of older games probably didn't have that great stories, but they had charm, and I think this game obviously likes likes that. Like Lunar's Lunar's story and Granny's story, they're not that's like in reality, they're not that great of fucking stories, but it's there's charm and there's adventure to it. Yeah, you know, and. Like a lot of games since that era, pretty much lack that shit. I mean, I would fucking love to replay a game like that. It's not that great of a fucking story. Same fucking story. It's like some fucking kid who's trying to overcome some fucking bad guy. And he, he gets awesome powers. That's pretty much all that shit is. But it's charm that lacks a lot of these other games. Well, uh, maybe the last story will do that. Uh, let's not let's not get our fucking hopes up for that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Just, I'm about four hours into it. Um, I, 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 I don't know if it's gonna be the one. That's not a good sign. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're fucked. No, I mean, I like that game. For me, I don't I don't understand what the fuck I'm doing in combat really. And you play. I don't know if y'all feel the same way. Like when you're you're playing in combat in a game and you don't really know, like if you're really getting it, it's like, hey, it's like I can't enjoy it so much because I'm like, I do. I, am I playing the game right? Like, do I know what the fuck I'm doing? Or I, I'm getting by. I'm not really dying, but yeah, it's, I don't really feel like I know what the fuck I'm doing. That could definitely be frustrating, but I feel like that extends out to like a lot of things in life. Like if you're doing like. Doing something yeah. at work and it's like a brand new task. You're like, uh, yeah, okay, I'm kind of doing this right, maybe. I'm not breaking anything yet, so we're good. Right. Yeah, yeah we'll see how the game goes. Um, I'm hoping like the so far it 
seems kind of generic. But a lot of people say it's a pretty good game, so. All right, well, we'll find out. So I guess I kind of skipped ahead a little bit, and that's uh, that's our next game we're doing. Uh, it's picked by Travis. Uh, or, I mean, Kujo wants to do um, Yuffie episode, but I don't have five, five yet, so. I can get uh, one in the next couple of weeks. I'll just try to knock that out real quick. Well, but. We'll, yeah, um, we'll that's do, a side project, we'll, though. We'll do last story first, and then before we play Nick's long ass game. It might not be that long. You don't think so? I'm actually kind of looking forward to Nick's game. How long to beat? If, 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 if I had to play PlayStation 4, I would probably not be looking forward to playing the next game. But since I can play it on Vita, um, it shouldn't be too bad. If it's a pain in the ass and it's hard, I can just grind out on a handheld. So, uh, it says about 40 hours. Well, but that's I don't know if that's like from like playing the game or like playing a, a map and then fucking losing. Dying hundred times. <laughs> How much to plat? How many hours to platinum? It says 60 to plat. But uh, that's the. Let me check the actual guide. Shit, they're remaking Knights of the Knights of the Nightmare on Switch. No shit. I wonder if they'll remake all this department having games now. That would be a good fucking thing to get them off uh, PSP, uh off the PSN store. That shit closes uh, down the next well, year. Uh, Let me do uh, your music break real quick, and then that way we have a little bit more. So we. Can... Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so music break four. What did you pick, Travis? On YouTube, it says it's add but bad. It's just the uh, the theme of the Numara town when you're walking around. Uh, I just really like town. What a name! Yeah, I don't. I, I meant to look up on the actual, you know, official soundtrack to see if it's actually called that or not. It's um, probably like the English translation, like literally, but it's not what it really is in <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> That's gotta be a mystery. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I really wasn't enjoying this fucking. I mean, I like. I know you. Uh, you don't really like the more laid back, relaxing songs, but Nick. But I, don't know, I like I like the shit. I was running around listening to it while I was like playing the hide and seek and doing all that shit in that pal- in that town. So this is the one I picked. Uh, yeah. So I just looked up the actual soundtrack. It says the title is supposed to be the capital of Numara. <laughs> oh, but. Well, I guess well YouTube says bad but bat. Oh, shit. Well, so here's that, then. Uh, So the trophy guide for Natural Doctrine says 60 hours, too, so I guess that's what it is. Well, yeah, but there's, like, uh, co-op trophies, right? Uh, is, there, is there difficulty settings, or is this it's like Dark Souls where you just get, you just gotta suck it up? Uh, there's 13 online trophies. Um, no, I think there's just a story mode, and there's New Game Plus. But uh, there's so there's a reason to actually play New Game Plus because you can save a character that's supposed to die uh, or something. Spoiler. Hmm. Oh, there's like, yeah. like there's a there's a character that like gets fucked up or something, and like. Uh, like in the second map of the game or something, and if you new game plus, you are strong enough to actually like stick somebody in front of the person and so they don't die or something like that. And there's a trophy for doing both. It's like playing Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Four, where you get to save a character who's supposed to die. Zach, yeah, look forward to that. 
I was thinking Aerith, Aerith. but yeah, I guess we'll get to fuck, fuck save both of them. Who cares? Like, there's people that are like, I hope they don't do that. That'll ruin it. I'm like, I hope they do that to fuck with all the stupid fanboys. Fuck them. It's like, Aerith's about to die. Like, let her live. Oh, she's gonna live. I guarantee it. No, I love the Defenders of the story. Like, oh, um, to the show and finish it up um <laughs> so that was uh bad but bad i guess so uh we kind of already said we we're gonna be playing the loss uh, the last story next uh, not the loss not the lost story the... yes yes the last story maybe they should have oh. called it the lost story though fuck them yeah the sequel um and then after that, we'll either do the Yuffie DLC, or we'll be doing Natural Doctrine. So, uh, plenty of things to look forward to coming up. 
Um, we have a Discord, obviously. We've been using that for many years now. Uh, but we haven't had anybody new come in, at least to my knowledge, for a while. Well, Mick's been in there. Uh, yeah, but I think Mick's been in there, like, off and on. Yeah, he's been, he's worked for, like, a couple years, I think. He's pretty cool, dude, though. Yeah. I noticed that when I talk in Discord, nobody really replies except you. And then when you start talking, that's when everybody else starts talking. So I guess nobody likes me very much, which is fine. It's acceptable. <laughs> well, I guess I'm, I, I'm talking on a roll talking when I'm at work. Saying that's fucking not Brent, so. Yeah, well. I always, like, uh, Travis starts talking, like, I'll reply one time and I'm like, at work. And then there'll be like a whole fucking page of shit and then I'm like, I'm out of it already, so. Yeah. I think it was... usually it's because I'm like at work in the middle of the night when I say shit, so, I mean, that makes sense. I can see why you. Are you... You're up, fucking Nick, because you're fucking two hours late and you're at work. But Kuja, why the fuck are you up at three o'clock in the morning sometime? Uh, if I'm an opening, so I get up at three forty-five. I have to be there at five a.m. So I usually that's when I'll be going to work or something. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, we do have a email again. Finally, uh, RPG show at podcast or RPG show dot podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and I haven't received any mail from anybody yet. Uh, I have received spam uh, <laughs> for people wanting to redo the website. So obviously the website looks like shit. Uh, I thought but... you were fucking on that, Nick. I thought you were going to be a web page designer. You know, it's slow going. All right. <laughs> slow going. That, when I'm at work, like I really only do that shit at work because I'm bored. Uh, but my my coworker talks to me all the fucking time, so it's hard to like focus on what I'm doing because I'm just distracted the whole time. I, I have that. That's why I, sometimes at work I have to like play like mind like something that's not story driven or like minute to minute gameplay because I have these guys too. They just sit there and talk to me the, whole time. the fuck up. Yeah, it's like I have like I'll put my earbuds in and he'll come over and tap me on the shoulder and I'm like, dude, can you not fucking see that I don't want to talk to you right now? It's like it's a universal sign of being like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm trying to be polite without having to be like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I don't care about your stories anymore, dude. Or like, do you have the people at work that like show you a video? Because like, a guy at work does that, and it'd be like three minute long videos. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, well, he says they're always in front of my face. I'm like, I'll just take your fucking phone and throw it in trash, motherfucker. Right. Well, this guy, we both have computers, like work computers, and you can do whatever you fucking want on it. So he's always on YouTube watching like fight videos and shit. He's like, oh man, check this fight out. And like, I look at the time, it's like a six minute long video. I'm like, man, can you just skip to the part, part where the guy gets fucking knocked out or whatever you want me to see? Like, I really don't care. And it's always like, he's like these ghetto, like, oh shit, hood fight stuff. And it's like people like fighting in grocery stores or like Kimbo's lice. Yeah, like I'm like, dude, man, like I I know you like MMA and shit or whatever the fuck, but I really couldn't give a rat's ass about some people street fighting. Like, right. whatever. Uh, So, yeah, so we haven't had an email yet from anybody. So if you want to email us, that'd be pretty cool. We'll read it on the show. I mean, you want to call us assholes. That's cool. You want to say, have a recommendation for a game you want us to play. That works too. Um, we also have an Amazon affiliate link, which will be included in the description. Uh, click on that, spend your money, do that, and we'll get a, a share of it. Uh, it's not like Jeff Bezos needs any more money. Um, you can also check out uh, Blaine and James on the Is It Worth It podcast. Uh, they're pretty cool dudes. Uh, I don't know how their podcast is, but I guess it's all right. 
Uh, and Kujo's been doing the other one. Listen to it. Kujo's <laughs> doing the other one with him. Uh, the video games, the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Have, what have y'all done any of that recently, or has that just been a couple months? Yeah, it's been a couple months. Like uh, we we're supposed to do Tekken. Um, and we both watched it, but I feel like Blaine's been busy because he hasn't really. I've asked him a couple times. He hasn't responded, so I don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I noticed so like he'll say something on Discord and then won't be back for like two weeks. So it's like, all right. I think he's like I think he's like brother in laws living there now. So I think he's been uh, he's been busy with like family. That sucks. In laws, in laws working with you can pretty much suck. So. We'll probably do. We'll probably keep doing more of those. I want to do like Final Fantasy, like and all that kind of stuff eventually. But um, but yeah, and then we haven't done a round table for a while. I don't know if we'll do one of those again. But that's that could be a thing one day. Yeah, just uh, keep an eye out. Maybe it'll come back. Maybe it won't. Yeah, that, nothing. Uh, ever, nothing ever truly dies. I guess It'll, it might come back. No, nah, except Brent. Oh. <laughs> Alright, there goes that there goes that one again. Too soon. Oh, too soon. Too soon. Uh, sorry, I can't help myself. Oh shit. Uh so anyway, uh as always, thanks for listening and until next time. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. See ya. Well, I'll tell you one thing, it's a good fucking thing, uh you miss your fucking class because we I'll be on until like four o'clock in the fucking morning otherwise. Yeah. Well, it was like noon to five my time, so uh, was it was it CPR training you said you had to do? Yeah, it's some dumb. I've never we've never done it before. I don't-